Hi, and welcome to this bit of a quick demo on my current setup for my very new, at least in my hand, Zoom PodTrack P4 multi-track audio console mixery type thing recorder. And I thought just to do a bit of a test for myself for production of a recording and just the normal posting on my podcast feed. I thought I'd just do this quick test demo, mainly for my own purposes, but to also share you a little bit about my own particular setup that I've just done in the last 24 hours or so. So what I've currently got done is I have two microphones set up, both with their own headphones and mic stands. So I'm currently talking in it to one at the moment. And then the other one's on the opposite side of the table with its, again, if its own headset stroke mic, so that when I have a guest coming in to do a face-to-face -face interview in the future, then I can just do that. So if I turn this particular mic off and turn the other one on and turn it up, you can sort of hear it's on the opposite side of my desk. So I'm going to turn my mic off with the mute button on the pod track. And then I've just turned the other mic on, I've unmuted it, and I've turned it up so I can actually hear myself talking from probably about a metre or so away from the other mic. So I'm going to switch back, I'm going to mute the other mic on the other side of the desk. And then I've remuted, or actually unmuted, I should say, myself back into mic that I'm actually currently talking in. Alright, so that works out quite nicely. That's, so that's basically channel one and channel two. Channel three... I have linked up to my iPhone so that when I do a FaceTime call, um, make a normal phone call, receive a phone call, I can actually use it. And what I've done with that one, I've got a TRRS, so tip, ring, ring, sleeve cable plugged into the side of the pod track. And then that's plugged into a lightning to 3.5 mil adapter to my iPhone, which is currently sitting on its own little charging stand here in front of me. So that's on channel three. Now remember when you've got things linked up to channel three and channel four, i.e. in my case, iPhone channel three and my Mac channel four, you can't use those channels as mics. And just to remind you about the switching, remember each of the channels have got a switch. so. Channels 1 and 2 have got a dynamic switch and a condenser mic switch. And of course I'm using donate mic, so I've got them switched to the left. Channel 3 and 4 have a third setting over on the right. So basically if you go to the right setting on channel 3, that's for your iPhone. And the right setting on channel 4 is for your PC. In my case, it's my Mac. So if I unmute channel 3, now remember each one of these channels has got a mute button underneath it. I'm going to press 3. I'm going to press, sorry, I'm going to press the mute button on channel three. And I've currently got ABC radio just playing on my iPhone. So I'm going to unmute it now. Okay, and that's coming off my iPhone. So I'm going to mute it. And then I've got some lovely background music also playing on my Mac at the moment. So I'm going to unmute channel four now. And that's coming off my Mac. Absolutely beautiful music to listen to the background. This is called Music Healing that I got off the App Store. I should say the Mac App Store, actually. 
So if I mute that, now what you'll also notice is that you can't hear voiceover at all coming through my Mac because what I've done, so let me just use my laptop. Let me use my laptop. How dare I call my Mac a laptop? Let me use my MacBook Pro. Now I'm currently using it and you can't hear that coming through the actual pod track mainly because what I've done to make sure it doesn't go anywhere near the audio output is to actually make sure that I've gone into voiceover utility sound and I've selected my sound source as an external speaker. I've got a headset, of course, that's plugged into the pod track. Uh, and in my case, it's number two because it's closer to me. Number one is for the other person on the other side of the desk. And then what I've got is just a nice little comfy earbud coming out of 3.5 mil jack on my Mac. So if I turn all my stuff on, so I'm going to turn mic one on and I'm going to turn up. So there it is. That's that one. And then I'm going to turn mic two on and that's now me talking into mic two as well. I'm going to turn number three on or unmute it again for channel three. That's the radio coming off my iPhone. I'm going to turn channel four on. That's the music coming off. And I can still listen to voiceover as well, but it's not coming through the recording. So let me mute channel 4, which is the Mac. And let me mute channel 3, which is the iPhone. And I'm going to mute channel 1, which is the mic on the opposite side of the room. And then I've just got my channel 2 left, which is my mic that I'm talking to at the moment. And of course, we've got that little lovely sound pad, the 2x2 two two four button grid. If I just press the top left hand one and I can turn that up so volume control okay so that was the top left hand one let's do the top right one on the 2x2 two two grid that's a cute one isn't it and I'm going to press the bottom left hand one on the grid and that's the quick applause but if you hold down that button you can just keep it going so I'm going to release it and then if I press the fourth one on the bottom right hand side of the 2x2 two two grid that's the old <laughs> supposedly when you make a joke apparently now what I haven't mentioned to you that I've just realized is where I've got my Mac connected of course via channel 4 that's connected to the front USB-C port on the left hand side of the Zoom PodTrack P4 I'm actually going to do a full demo of it next time but i just thought i am so pleased with the way this has turned out that i just wanted to get a quick demo out there and let you know what it sounded like and for me to just celebrate the fact that i've now updated myself from my old behringer mixer from 2011 to the zoom podtrack p4 in 2021 anyway that'll do for this quick demo for the moment and as always thanks for listening and bye for now Hi, and welcome to this follow-up demo concerning the Zoom PodTrack P4 multi-track recorder. And in this demo, like I said in my previous one, where I just got too excited and wanted to show you the fact that I actually got one and how useful it was, I thought in this demo I'm going to go through a lot more detail about the Zoom PodTrack P4 itself. So... I'll talk about the features, the physical layout, the cabling, some tips, and all that sort of general cool stuff. So let me first of all say too about the Zoom PodTrack P4 is that it's basically for everybody from beginner 
to expert. It's really not a complicated product at all. You just plug in an XLR mic or mics and headphones and off you go. And remember, it's literally a three-in-one device. So it's a multi-track recorder, mixer, and a two-channel audio interface to a PC, whether that's Windows or Mac. And the primary main features that stand out for me about the ZoomPod Track P4 is the fact that you can use your favorite mics. And what that means is that you can use either dynamic mics or condenser mics. And they tend to recommend because one of the reasons why I use dynamic mics is because they're a lot more robust than condenser. And I personally feel myself that I've got more control over a dynamic mic anyway. Um, lots of people may differ, but I just use a dynamic mic. So the PodTrack P4 will support, either, as I said, either a dynamic or a condenser mic. So the multi-track recording function of the Zoom PodTrack P4, it will record all four channels at the same time. But the really cool thing is then it will also split off each of those four channels, etc., into its own recording. So if I was to record purely off the four mic inputs, because the PodTrack P4 does support four mics, I would literally have mic one, mic two, mic three, and mic four tracks. As a, and certainly, I suppose, in, in conjunction with the main multi-track, which would contain all those four tracks together. And the really cool thing about that, particularly if you're interviewing people, is that in post-production, you can tidy little things up a little bit if you need to. So that's actually a really nice function. And I'll get on in a while to talk about the fact that Channel 3 and 4 are a little bit special, which means you actually end up with two mics and 3 and 4 doing something slightly different, uh, which I'll give you a tip now is to do with the iPhone and the PC. iPhone for Channel 3 and the PC for Channel 4. The levels of each of the mics can be altered simply with a knob, which is really, really cool. And particularly if you're interviewing people, they can alter their mic gain by, by personally listening to <clears throat> excuse me by personally listening to it with their own headset because you've also got headphone one two three and four which corresponds to the mic one two three and four and by the way I'm actually doing this straight recording today just on the Zoom Pod Track B4 itself. I haven't gone anywhere near my PC yet. In this case, my Mac. The only time I go to the Mac is when I do a bit of post-production, which really is to do with the fact just double-checking the volumes. And I'm not going to really going to edit this one today, even though I just coughed previously before. Um, hopefully, I won't do it again. But I'm simply going to ch ch double-check the volumes with Amadeus Pro on my Mac and then post it. But the fact that you can use this as its own standalone recorder, you know, is just pretty amazing sort of stuff. Power-wise for charging the unit is another way. So when you get the unit in the box, you get the Zoom Pod Track P4 and two AA batteries. That's all you get in the box. So you simply open up the battery drawer on the back of the unit, whack in the two A batteries. Now that will get you going for about four hours of battery life. So 
if you don't have any other way of powering it, then I guess, yes, you can use the batteries, but absolutely do not rely on them because uh, as a vision impaired person, me being blind, you can't really tell when the battery is about to die anyway. So what you can also do is there are two ports on the left-hand side of the Zoom Portrait P4. The front USB-C port on the left-hand side is power and data. So if you've got it plugged into a PC, either Windows or Mac computer, that port when it's plugged in will give power and data. So when I mean data, I mean that's where I would use it as a audio console input device two-way to the, the PC. And then the USB-C port behind that one is power only. So what I tend to do if I don't need the Zoom PodTrack P4 linked up to my Mac, I tend to just charge straight off that second one from the front edge onto a power bank. And I just happen to have one of those excellent <clears throat> Ingrid power banks that I bought from the AT guys. And that's what I use to power the Zoom PodTrack P4 when I'm out and about. Or you can also plug in a USB-C cable to a USB-C port, wherever it's in one of those charging adapters like you'd have with your iPhone. Or you can also plug it into a standard USB outlet um, that I have at home here. My whole house basically has USB ports uh, right around the whole house. And as I said earlier, you can do something special with channel 3 and channel 4. And I'll just mention this briefly now and then we'll go into more details. But for channel 3 and channel 4, there's a little slide switch right in front of the knob that controls channel 3 and channel 4. And they have three positions. So position on the far left is for a dynamic mic. The middle position is for a condenser mic and the right-hand position is to connect the Zoom Portrait P4 to an iPhone. And where your iPhone connects is that if you feel on the right-hand side of the Portrait P4, and if going from the front, going towards the back, you'll notice a tiny little a port adapter. And I think it's actually a 2.5mm port. And that's for a special Bluetooth adapter. But the port after that is your standard 3.5mm headphone jack. And if you plug in a TRRS cable, which basically stands for tip ring ring sleeve, then the other end of that cable then plugs in to a lightning adapter, 3.5mm, in this case on my iPhone, so that any sound or recording or anything else that's happening on your iPhone will be picked up by the Zoom PodTrack P4. So you can make FaceTime phone calls, you can do Zoom phone calls, Skype phone calls, quote, normal phone calls, anything you like. So that's with channel three. And then channel four, so all the three positions, far left is dynamic mic, middle one is condenser mic, and the far right-hand one is your PC position, and that PP position, PPP, that PC position corresponds to that first USB-C port that I said was on the left-hand side of the unit. So if I've got my Mac plugged into that port and then into my Mac, whatever's happening on my Mac will come through to the Zoom Track P4, all right? So that works out really, really well. 
And then as we've spoken about the switches just in front of the actual knobs uh, for channel 3 and channel 4, let me just say that the switches for channel 1 and channel 2, you just have to switch positions. Left-hand position is your dynamic mic, right-hand position is your condenser mic. You also have, house. I have instant play of jingles. So on the PodTrack P4, you have this two by two button grid. And of course, everything I'm talking about so far to do with the knobs for your gain for your mics, the switches for your switch position for your, you know, your mics and your phone and your PC for channel three and four. All these are very tactile knobs and button and switches. So the buttons that are for the sound pad are very easy to identify in this 2x2 two two grid and they've got pre-set sounds that I'll play in a little while when I go for more into the sound pad itself but keep in mind that as a blind person I can't change this without sighted assistance to go through the menu on the screen of the Zoom PodTrack P4. So I just use the default sounds, which are pretty cool anyway. So I'm not too hung up on that particular one. The P4 records at 41, sorry, 44.4 kilohertz, 16 bit, and it's in WAV file. And, you know, the overall neat thing about this PodTrack P4 is that everything is literally controlled, as I said, by knobs, sliders, and buttons. You really couldn't get more accessible than that. And then uh, on the device as well, you've also got these four buttons, and these are literally just below the D-pad and, and slightly over to the right. And again, I'm going to go through a physical description in a minute. But you've got four buttons in a row. You've got Menu which is not accessible and I'll get onto why you can just get somebody decided to set it for you or Ira will be my eyes and then forget about it. Then you've got a play button to play back your recording that you just play, uh, just recorded, a stop button for stop recording and the record button itself. So again, very easy to use and good mechanical type feedback when you press the, the button. Now, when you first get the Zoom PodTrack P4 out of the box and you're whacking your batteries and you get all excited. Uh, the first couple, first things you've really got to do is stick in an SD card uh, because you'll need that to record on. And then when you turn it on via, there's a, an on button right in the middle of the right-hand side of the PodTrack P4 and it's a little recess button. So you hold that in and then it takes you need about five seconds to boot up and it'll present the menu to set the time and date, which you will need sighted assistance for. And the reason why you want to set time and date is because when you record the multi-track files and the associated folder slash files that go with that recording, they're all appropriately date stamped. So that's the first thing you need to do when you, when you set the unit up. The second thing you need to do is make sure that you've got this option in the settings called mix minus and what that does particularly when you're talking to somebody or what is when you're talking to somebody remotely they won't get an echo back coming back to them from the pod track p4 so that's also very important and then the other thing you'll do in the menu is format the sd card from the pod track p4 itself they do specify that in the manual so they're literally the three things that you will need to do when you set it up so sd card the menus particular for seeing the time and date and the mix minus they're the main three things that you will need to do 
And then after that, you can basically ignore the first button on those four gripper buttons, the menu button, and just don't even bother touching it after that. Everything else is completely accessible because, again, you're just using knobs, switches, and buttons. That's all there is to it. The other thing that I should just also clarify too is that I haven't really mentioned, I have, well, I have, have mentioned it. When you use the zoom track pod pod track p4 as an audio interface so again this is using that first usb-c port on the front left hand side of the unit linked up to your mac in my case so when i go into armadas pro for example when i set my input and output devices i can set it to the input for you know the the pod track p4 and the output to the same thing as well. So the, both of them work extremely well. And I can also do the same thing for the system default sound if I want to do that as well. Um, but I'm going to talk about a bit of some few tips that I found out with the Mac um, a bit later on when I get to talking about that sort of stuff. Now, remember I said that um, the P4, you can do a multi-track recording <clears throat> and you do get this master file. But then you get all these, excuse me, I'm going to clear my throat again. <clears throat> but then you get all these sub files, which are spit out. So remember when I said if I had four mics plugged in, I would get the multi-track recording of all four mic inputs. But then I would get mic one, mic two, mic three, and mic four as separate tracks in this folder. But if I all then have the P4 plugged into my iPhone on channel three, and the PC, my Mac on channel four, that changes the name of those subtracks. So I get mic one, mic two, phone, and USB. I can't remember if it's USB C or USB. Sorry, USB or USB C. It's one of the two anyway. So I get those four four different types of tracks. And what I also get, if I've used the sound pad at all, I of course I also get a separate track for that sound pad as well so as you can tell you're really getting total control over all the multi-tracks that make up the whole recording as that one track gives you as a one track multi-track file pretty pretty amazing and because you can you know get out the actual track you want so when i do a podcast say for overseas and they just want my uh, microphone input uh, I've got my P4 set up so that my second microphone, mic two, is me. And then I can, you know, rename that file and send them off to them. So the person doesn't get all the other chit-chat that was going on in the podcast. They just get my mic input. So rather than having to worry about the Mac and what it's recording, I just press record on the good old you know, PodTrack P4, press recording. When it's finished, I press stop on the on the PodTrack P4 itself, take out the SD card, whack it in the Mac, open that volume up, go to the right uh, date stamped folder, go into there, go into the subfolder again of the date stamped multi-track files. And then, you know, in my case, choose Mic 2. And then if I want to do it, like I said, rename it and send it off. Really, really, really straightforward forward you really couldn't get any more straightforward than that um, and I'll get onto this a bit later on but I'll go through exactly what I've got both in my desktop PodTrack P4 kit here on my desk and I've also got a portable 
PodTrack P4 kit as well. So I've literally got two PodTrack P4s because I couldn't help myself. But at the very least, remember that this device only comes with the PodTrack P4 and two AA batteries. So you would need at least one XLR mic for yourself. Um, and of course, you'll need an SD card and you'll need at least one headset so you can monitor what the mic sounds like, whether you have to adjust your gain or not. And I normally recommend that you actually have a stand that you want to put the mic on. Um, some way of charging the unit, <clears throat> whether it's through a power bank or a USB-C adapter. Again, the batteries are sort of going to give you about four hours. And if you want to, you know, run the the unit off a, off a PC, Mac or Windows, then you'll need a, an appropriate USB-C cable to a USB cable to connect it. If you want to record off an iPhone, you'll need that TRRS cable that I mentioned before and the Lightning to 3.5mm adapter. And one thing I strongly suggest, and this is what I've got in my portable uh, unit, my portable case, is a hard shell case for the PodTrack P4 because it's got all these lovely buttons sticking out of it um, and it is made of plastic you don't want to run the risk of damaging it so I'd say put it you know buy yourself a protective case and whack it in because then you're insured not to damage it but look in reality I would say that if you're getting really into podcasts and you want to be doing interviewing because you can use at least mic 1 and mic 2 or also sorry channel 1 and channel 2 as mic inputs at least get two mics. So then you'd have two XLR mics, two stands, and two sets of headphones. And that way you're home and host. And then, of course, then you can use channel four, three for your iPhone and channel four for your PC, all well and really good. All right, so let me move on to more of a physical description because I want to let you know really in detail where the gain knobs are, the switches are to control that dynamic condenser stuff, you can actually mute those channels. So I'm going to talk about where the mute buttons are, where the D-pad, the D-pad, where the sound pad is, where the menu, play, stop and record buttons are. One thing I haven't mentioned about the sound pad, you've also got a separate volume for that sound pad. So I'll talk about where that is. And then, of course, the knobs to lower or increase the volume of your headphones as well and all the other ports. All right, so let me start with a physical description of what the PodTrack P4 looks like. So if you can imagine your iPhone in portrait mode, and if you can imagine your phone being about six inches long and about three inches wide, that's the size of the PodTrack P4. And then really coolness to me, and I don't think that's a word actually, um, what's really cool is where you plug in the four XLR microphones into the four XLR ports at the back because three inches across isn't enough room to plug in four XLR cables it actually flares out from the unit on the left and the right hand sides and then that so that allows the back of the unit to then accommodate that particular fact that you're plugging in four ports at the back so that's really really cool so at the back of the unit you've got four XLR female ports and then, of course, they correspond at the front of the unit to four, you guessed it, 3.5mm headphone jacks. And then on the right side of the unit, coming from the front towards the back, as I said, I'm pretty sure this is a 2.5mm adapter port 
uh, for a Bluetooth adapter, which you can buy from Zoom or anyone else that sells the Zoom Podtrek P4, to plug in this Bluetooth transmitter receiver uh, that you can receive uh, signal from your iPhone. So rather than plugging it in via the TRS cable, you can use the Bluetooth adapter, but I really don't recommend it. And then we've got the 3.5mm port, like I said, for you, for you to plug in via a TRS cable. And remember, you're going to buy that. That does not come out supplied with the unit. And then in the middle of that side that's recessed a little bit so you don't bump it on, is the on-off button. Now, when you're wearing headphones, of course, you can really tell when the unit turns on because it goes a slight little click sound. And like I said, it normally takes about four or five seconds to boot up. And if you've got the the, the mics live and unmuted, whatever else it might be, uh, then you'll start hearing some sort of noise straight away. And that's what I tend to do anyway, so I know it's on in particular. Or I just press one of the sound pads to see if I can get some noise out of the thing and see what's happening. All right, so that's the right-hand side. Left-hand side, going from the front left-hand edge towards the back, we have the power slash data USB-C port. Then we have the power only USB-C port. <clears throat> Excuse my voice cracking up again. But then we have the SD card door, um, which I really don't like. It's one of those horrible little doors where you sort of got to stick your fingernail into the top notch and then pull it out and down to get the door open, which I find is quite irritating. And once that door's open, because it's sort of hinged out on a bit of rubber, I think, um, you can pop in the SD card in and out. So it's basically spring-loaded. You push it in, you'll feel it connect. You push it in again to pop it out. And the Podtrack P4 supports a SD card from 4 gigs up to 512 gigabytes. Remembering that this records in WAV file format, so they're not tiny little files like the MP3 file. And the rest of that side on the left-hand side is completely smooth. There's nothing else on that left-hand side. All right, let's come to the business area of the PodTrack P4, which is the top panel, which all has the cool knobs, switches, and I keep forgetting the word buttons. I don't know why I keep getting that, but I just get so excited about knobs and switches that I forget the word button. But anyway, so let's go at from the, the back to the front of the unit. So on the top face, just, I guess, right at the back of the unit where it just starts to flare out to support those four ports at the back, you have four knobs all in a row. And these are quite... I'd say medium-sized knobs. They're not over huge and they're not over small. They're a good size. Um, it's like, you know, the three little pigs. Um, it's just right. But anyway, actually, what was, was that the free little... No, it was the free little bears. What am I talking about? Anyway, so we've got mic one, mic two, mic three, and mic four. And you can turn them left and right, so clockwise or anti-clockwise. And they've got a full range with a stopper. So I can turn it clockwise to turn it right up and it'll stop and I can turn it anti-clockwise and it will turn it down. Now I'll get on some tips in a while at the end of this podcast to let you know how you would judge yourself without being able to look at the screen. And then in front of each of those knobs for channel one, two, three and four, uh, you then got those switches I was talking about. So the left hand position of the switch, remember is dynamic and condenser on the right hand side for channel one and channel two and then channel three and channel four the third position on the right is for channel three your iphone and channel four for your pc and again these switches are a nice chunky sized switch with good mechanical feedback they're, again, they're just the, the, the right size for a switch, which sounds a bit weird when you say it that way. 
All right, so we've got one row of channel one to channel four knobs. We've got the second row down, which is our switches from channel one to channel four. And then in front of those switches, we have four buttons. And these are little rectangular buttons that are raised up a little bit from the face of the surface. So they're not sort of big, humongous type buttons. They're quite small buttons, but they're actually very easy to find because they're also well spaced apart. And the buttons are the mute buttons for each of those channels. So going from left to right, of course, you'd have mute on off. So you press it into mute, press it again to unmute for channel one, two, three, and four. And then, so that sort of area, so the, the knobs for the channels, the switches for the channels, and the mute buttons for the channels, they're sort of all grouped in this sort of area at probably the top third of the Podtrack B4. Then there's a sort of a, a bit of a, not a generous space, but a nice, a nice space between that and then the screen that's on the right-hand side. It takes up most of the right-hand side and a little bit going towards the bottom. That's just LCD screen. But to the left of that screen, you've got these four well-laid-out buttons in a two-by-two two grid. And yes, I'm talking about the sound, the sound pad. So you've got two rows of two. And again, they're the same tactile button layout as the mute buttons. They're, again, very easy to feel against the tactile service of the Paltrack B4 itself. And then below, so this is on so that that uh, sound pad for two by two buttons are on the left hand side of that screen on the right hand side. Directly below the sound pad, you have the volume control for the sound pad itself. So that's so you can lower in and increase the sound of the sound pad. And of course, you can turn it up clockwise or turn it down anti-clockwise. All right, so you can have it loud and as soft as you like it. And then if I come below the volume control, and this is then, sorry, I've just missed something. Let me just go back a little bit. If we not go below, if we go to the right of the volume control for the sound pad, we have the four buttons that I was talking about. We have the menu button, the play button, the stop button, and the record button. So menu, once the unit's set up, just ignore it. Um, just a tip, if you've got somebody setting this up for you, the play and the pause button act as your arrow keys on the menu and the record button acts as your select key on the, the menus. But like I said, once you've got it set up, don't worry about the menu. So we've got menu, play, stop and record. And again, these buttons are exactly the same size as the mute and the sound pad buttons. They're just a little bit closer together, but again, extremely easy to locate and use. And again, good mechanical feedback. And then right in front on the top face, right above where I've got my headphones plugged in, yes, indeed, you have the four knobs to decrease or increase the volume of headphone one, equaling channel one, headphone two, equaling channel two, headphone three, equaling channel three, and headphone four, equaling channel four. So all really nice and consistent. But can you really tell that this thing is very straightforward and really easy to memorize because simply you've got four knobs for your mics, four switches for your four channels, four mute buttons for your four channels, and then you've got the, the sound pad on the left-hand side of the screen. You've got, sorry, on, did I just say that properly? Let me just say that again anyway. I'm not going to bother re-recording this one um, or editing it for that matter. I just thought I'm going to give you a raw 
version of this podcast this time. So on the left-hand side, you've got the sound pad, the two by two buttons, and the right-hand side, you've got the, the screen. And then you've got the, on the left-hand side, the volume must control for the sound pad, four buttons, menu, play, stop, record, and then the four knobs for your four channels corresponding to your headphones. Again, really, really, really easy. So, you know, the whole, and the whole system, I should say, um, I've heard some people say, you know, it's it's made of plastic. That's right, but it's not, it does, honestly does not feel like cheap plastic. It's really, really well designed, and it actually feels quite solid in your hand. Now, the other thing I should actually let you know about the fact that if you turn it over, uh, so I've got it facing me with the, if you like, the the XLR ports at the back and the headphone jacks at the front. So if I turn it over in the same plane, the actual battery compartment is at the back face of the actual unit on the bottom. And it's got one of those little, you know, those little pull-out switches to open up the door. That's where you pop in the batteries. And then on the back, you'll find there's two rubber feet. And at the front of the unit, remember it's upside down, there's a long rubber strip. Now, of course, that's when you pop it on the desk. It stops the unit from sliding around on the desk. And I, but I must say, once you've plugged in, you know, even two XLR cables, you've plugged in maybe a charging cable to the second USB-C port, uh, you've plugged in a, a, a cable going from your first USB-C port to your computer, wherever it's a Mac or Windows machine, um, you've plugged in your headphones to it, you've plugged in, say, a, a TRS cable to record your iPhone, there's actually a fair bit of weight in some ways pushing down on the actual unit on the table and it really doesn't slide around at all. I've got this on my desk here and if I just sort of try and wiggle it a little bit, it, it honestly doesn't even move. That's how really stable it is. All right, so let me go through um, some more tips to do with the unit. So let me come back and talk about those knob positions. Now remember when I said that it stops at the bottom and the top of the rotation. Well, that's all well and good, but you might want to be able to preset your positions or know where you're currently set to in your volume measurements for the knobs, for you know the mic inputs, the headphone jacks, and the, the, the volume for the sound pad. So what I've done with mine is, in Australia, we've got this little thing called lock dots, L-O-C, new word dots, and the, the, the proper name and the full name from is locator dots. And what they're usually used for is to put clear dots on your F and J, four and seven, etc., on your computer keyboard. Uh, and you get six in a packet. So I bought a few packets for the, the PodTrack P4. So what I did was I then got the maximum range of the actual um, each of the knobs. And I stuck it in the position that I knew or that I wanted to have everything at preset value. So at the moment, let me just turn mic one up because I'm not using it and I've got it muted. So mic one in its maximum position, I've got the dot literally setting at, of course, 12 o'clock. All right. So if I rotate it to the left anti-clockwise and I sit it at the nine position, so the lock dot on top of the knob is pointing to the left at nine o'clock position, I know that that's the exact spot. I can turn, keep turning it down so that the, the tactile dot is now at 6 and I can keep turning it around so that now the tactile dot's at 3. If I keep turning it, it stops at about 1 on the clock face. So, for example, my uh, mic 2 is currently sitting with the lock dot position at 9 o'clock. That's where I've got the actual gain 
for mic two because that's what I'm using it uh, in that position. So that's how I've labeled the knobs for the mic gain. And it's also exactly the same way that I've marked the 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 knob for the sound pad control and exactly the same way that I've marked with the lock docks for the headphones one, two, three, and four as well. All right, so they're, they're the knobs. And then as far as the, the buttons, which are still pretty tactile for menu, play, stop, and record, um, just to make sure that I don't try and fiddle too much when I'm recording, it's no, 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 Woodbridge, do not press this button again. I've just put a lock dot on the record button just to remind me that once I've pressed it, hands away from that button, stay away from it. When you finish recording, then you can press the button to the left, which is the stop button, and then you can press the play button to listen back to yourself. But while you're recording, leave it alone with the lock dot on it. So that's what I, I thought I'd actually do with that particular item there. So you don't need to, but uh, if you want to, you can do that. All right, so that's just marking it up a little bit. You certainly don't have to, but I just think at least for the full range of your game, if you like. Um, you might want to just put some markers on that if you want to. Um, at least that's what I, I tend to recommend, and I found it a really, really good idea anyway. All right, so let me now also talk about the fact that we haven't yet played with some functions on this thing at all at the moment. So remember I said we had the sound pad to the left of that little LCD screen. So I'm going to press the first button in that grid so I'm going to press literally on let's say row one column one so I'm going to do that now okay now that's a bit loud so I'm going to go to my volume control which is right below the sound pad and I'm going to turn it down to about seven on the dial because that's where I've got my lock dot and I'm going to press row one column one square button again ah oh, much better Okay, now I'm going to press row one, column two. So that's a quick one. Now I'm going down to the second row of this two by two grid, and I'm going to press the left hand one. And that's a really quick one. Let's actually applause. But the way this one particularly works is that you can hold it down and it'll keep playing it. So if I hold the row two, column one button down now and keep holding it down. Okay, so it's fairly quick. So when you're doing applause, you might want to turn it up. So I'm going to turn it up to 10 and let me press the sound pad so row two column one again oh, well done well done well done on call on call again i've just released the button so i'm going to put that back down to seven o'clock on the dial there we go all right so and let's press the final one which is so this would be row two column two <laughs> that's the joke one isn't it the sound that actually works out quite nicely, that one. So that's your D-pad. So remember when you're doing the multi-track recording and you do use the sound pad, you will get a separate file for the sound pad as well. And the other thing I want to mention, which some people forget about when you're doing multi-track recording, remember that all the files, you know, the, the separate files for each track that makes up the monitor recording, they will all be the same length, but of course there will only be sound at certain parts of that recording. Because I've had some people say to me, oh, look, I, I, I tried to listen to the sound pad file, but there was nothing into it. There was nothing in it. And it's like, well, that's because when you're recording, 
um, you didn't actually use the sound pad until about 10 minutes into the recording. So it's just something that you know, if you're not used to, to be aware of, is that the sounds are at the appropriate time so that they synchronize up with each other, of course, when the unit puts all those tracks together as a one single multi-track recording file. So that's just to remind you about the when you do use the sound pad, you'll get those separate files. Um, the other thing that I also wanted to point out, and I got I got trapped by this um, today actually when I was doing a recording, because I need to make sure that VoiceOver in particular doesn't come out of my Mac. Um, I've actually got my Mac set up though, so that I've got one of these little single earbuds coming out of the 3.5 mm headphone jack on my MacBook Pro. And that's going into my ear. Now, the mistake I made today was that because I've got, you know, mic two in front of me, and so that was on my right-hand side next to my mouth, and then I had my earphone in my right ear, the microphone picked up what voiceover was saying from my little earphone in my ear. So from now on, I've learnt that I've now got to have that earphone in my left ear, and at least turn the sound volume down on my headset because that's what was being picked up by the microphone. So when I set the person off the file today, there was a beautiful, you know, uh, mic two recording, absolutely beautiful. The problem was it was also picking up a little bit of chit chat from voiceover. So that's one thing just to be a, a little bit careful about when you do it. Um, and no, I couldn't have actually muted the the channel for where that was talking from the Mac. Uh, because I wasn't using that, I was using a separate headset so that everything was separate, separated properly. Now you're also probably thinking, well, why the hell is Woodbridge using mic two? Now, this was purely done on not a mic one, mic two in order, but where I'm currently sitting here in the room. So I'm currently sitting at my desk, but to the right of me, um, I've got a bookshelf. So I thought, well, since the PodTrack P4 is on the right-hand side of the actual MacBook, because to the left-hand side, I've got this nice, big, huge, clean area on my desk where I leave that for doing all my video podcasts. So I can put the product on there. I've got my stand set up. I've got the task lighting set up, so it actually eliminates the product. And I thought, well, I don't want the you know the Zoom Track podcast podcast pod track before in the frame of my videoing. So that's why it's to the right of my M1 MacBook Pro. So I thought, well, since it's to the left, I'm going to call that mic. That's going to be mic two for the mic. And then on the left-hand side, right across the other side of the desk past the video area, that's where I've got mic one set up. Now, of course, then what happens is that with mic one, I've also got the headset for mic one there, plus a stand. So that's over the other side of the table. And then, of course, when I'm sitting here in front of the MacBook Pro with the Zoom PodTrack P4 to the right of me, I've got another stand, but it's one of those um, standalone desktop stands. Uh, because I, I find if I try and do this to the desk, it's not going to reverberate through the actual mic because the actual stand's nowhere near the desk. So that's why I've got a, a deliberately a proper stand coming off the floor for the mic that I'm using. And then the one on the other side of the room, the other side of the room, the other one on the other side of the desk is a fair way away. But what I can also do with that one, I've got a, a little filing cabinet that's quite low. So when I have a guest in here, I can get them to sort of sit next to the filing cabinet and they can just use the stand on the mic and their headset so they can monitor their mic and what they're sounding like, you know, nice and, and straightforward. 
So that's that. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the, the, the microphone. So they'd say again in the manual, if you've got a dynamic mic, then leave it on the dynamic mic switch. Do not try and run a dynamic mic off the condenser <laughs> setting uh, because there is a chance you may do some damage. Um, so it's just a warning that they made in the manual, which you know I find quite a sensible idea. And you know, overall, the whole process for me has been flawless. So at the moment, um, there's been nothing that I found that I cannot do with this particular mixer, multi-track recorder, and you know, two-way audio interface to my Mac. It works extremely well. So let me just finally talk about. Let me just come back to those. You know, the mic, mic two, sorry, mic one, mic two iPhone and PC channels at the top because remember I don't have four mics plugged in because even if I had a third and fourth mic plugged in because I've set that switch in front of those knobs to right position iPhone channel 3 right position PC channel 4 that overwrites the XLR ports at the back so I can only use two mics so if I currently unmute channel 1 do that now. I'm just going to press the unmute button, and if I turn it up and turn channel two off, which is the one I'm talking to, and I've just turned up the gain for mic one, so that's probably sitting. How far is that away? Oh, let's do old measurements because you're probably listening to this in the US. That's probably a good four feet away from where I'm sitting. All right, so I'm going to unmute, or so I'm going to mute that mic one again. And now I've just unmuted my mic two again. So that works quite nicely. Now, you know, if I had a person that felt a bit nervous about using the, the gain and whatever else on the, the Zoom Track Pod, excuse me, on the Zoom Pod Track P4, I could do this all, all by myself anyway, so it's no big deal. So let's go to channel three, which is currently connected to my iPhone. So if I unmute channel three. Whoops, I just pressed a button, didn't I? <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know how I actually managed to do that. I wasn't even touching SoundPad. Let me just do that again. There you go. Now I've done it deliberately. All right. Let's go to the right spot this time. So if I go to the mute button for channel three and I mute it and I touch my iPhone screen, uh, it's obviously gone into lock mode. Let me just move my glass of water. Press the power button on the right-hand side. 18th, 100 charge, unlocked. FaceTime, calendar, photos. And there's camera. good old voiceover Mail. coming off Do my iPhone. And what I've done to make life a bit easier for myself, I've actually got my iPhone sitting on that Belkin charging stand. So it's because I've got an iPhone 12 Pro, it's magnetically charging off the stand and then Stan's got the iPhone position so that I can look straight at my iPhone and of course unlock it straight away for face ID and it's also charging the iPhone and then also on the stand on the sort of the right hand arm I've got a little charging pod uh, for my Apple Watch and then of course on the stand itself in front of the actual stem that holds those the iPhone on the left and the Apple Watch on the right I've got a little indented area where I can keep my AirPods Pro charged as well, so that's quite handy. So that just makes it a little bit easier. So if I was to do this to Siri on my iPhone, 
play some chill out music. Which app do you want to listen to this on? Spotify. Chill Hits now playing on Spotify. Yeah, so that's channel three playing. And then, of course, I want to fiddle. I can turn the gain up on channel three. Turn it down. Bye. Okay, that's at about number seven. I'll turn it back up to nine o'clock. And that's a nice volume. And of course, I can also mute it. And then I can keep talking as usual, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I think, oh, I think I'll just go back and keep listening to some nice music off my iPhone, unmute the channel. And there it is. Absolutely beautiful. All right, but so, actually, I might leave that playing in the back. I might leave that playing, so I'm just going to mute the channel. So that was channel three. And channel four, which is my Mac, uh, and again, remember, uh, the iPhone's connected to that TRRS port on the right-hand side, second port in. And my Mac is connected to the first USB-C port on the left-hand side. So if I unmute channel 4, that should be playing the music healing application on my Mac, which I have again playing in the background on my Mac when I'm doing some documentation just to relax. So let's unmute channel 4. And there it is. Okay, now if I start using my Mac... I actually can't hear voiceover because again I've got voiceover coming through the 3.5mm headphone jack and again what I did for that one, uh, let me just turn it down, we can keep talking. So I'm going to turn the gain down, there we go, so I can keep talking over that now, it's quite a nice volume, that's again at number 7 on the clock face, of course with my tactile dot. Um, so what was I saying? Okay, what I was saying, oh yes, voiceover. <laughs> forget what I was talking about. To change voice over to the 3.5mm external jack on the Mac, you can go into voice utility, which is VR or control option F8. You go to sound, and then you go to the button that allows you to change the output. So I went from system uh, to external, and then of course if I could then use voiceover. So voiceover again is going nowhere near my Mac. And again, my sound recording for this whole program today is just purely being recorded on the Zoom PodTrack B4. The only reason I've got it set up here is because I'm just have the music playing in the background for the Mac. And if I need to do a Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams, FaceTime, etc. etc. call on my Mac then it's already ready to go off channel four. I can I don't need to pause or do anything. And that's why in particular I have two setups. One from my desktop here at home, so I don't have to keep uncabling stuff. And then so my actual portable PodTrack P4 kit, it's basically the same as this one, but I've got more mics, headphones, and stands. So I've actually got uh, four microphones four stands and four headsets now they're just that's just in case I need to do you know a four person interview so three people and me and then I've got all the necessary cables now there's one cable that I didn't talk about which I'm currently holding in my hand and I left this till last because I just didn't want to overwhelm you with too many cable chit chat but what this is this is a USB-C to USB cable so that's a standard cable but what the USB cable is then plugged into is a lightning to camera adapter 
and what this allows me to do is to plug in my iPhone via that left port on the first port on the left hand side that I said was for power and data. Now of course I'd have to take my cable out from my Mac to do this. So what I would do is I'd take this USB-C cable, plug it into the front left hand port, then plug the other end of that USB-C cable into this lightning to camera adapter. And then that of course uses a little lightning port at the back on the front of it to then plug into my iPhone. And that is literally uh, made directly accessing the iPhone. So of course that would be accessed off channel 4. Um, and, and, and indeed I, I couldn't use channel 3. But what that would allow me to do is to have my iPhone still connected via channel 4. But then turn channel 3 into an extra microphone channel. So then I could effectively use... Uh, channel 1, 2 and 3 as microphones, so two people plus me, but also use FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, Microsoft Teams off my iPhone via that front left-hand port via this lightning to camera adapter cable plugged into that USB-C USB cable. Very, very cool. So you can make this as, as flexible and as amazingly basic or amazingly cool as you really like so you know the fact that I've spent the last 10 years using my good old you know Behringer mixer from 2011 I almost feel like I've hit the you know the science fiction space age time I know there's a lot more complicated mixes and a lot more feature-based ones out there but they also cost a significant amount of money now um, I currently bought my two on special, which of course was, was really good at the time I bought them. Uh, but these cost me $331 for the actual Zoom PodTrack P4. So two of those, $662. And then plus the mics, the cables and everything else. Now, one thing I didn't mention about the mics that was probably pretty obvious, but you probably need to do it if you're, not, uh, if you're a beginner user. Make sure you get a puff filter for your microphones because I've got my mic about two inches away from my mouth, but you're not getting any puff coming out of my mouth, hitting the actual microphone. And that's because I've got this sort of, you know, foam cutout going over the front of the mic. And that's why there's actually no, you know, no noise be going out. Let me try and blow hard. <laughs> that type of sound in a mic. All right, let me mute channel four for my Mac. Let me see if channel three is still going for my iPhone. And I mute, I mute channel three. This film before. Oh, there we go. So it's still going. Okay, I'm mute channel three. So I mute channel three. Let me just have a final play with the sound pad. So, top left. And of course, if you want to play, you can do this. I can just keep pressing it sort of randomly. So have a listen to this. Or you can do. Tim, Robert, Alison, Jacob, Louisa. Ah, <laughs> oh dear, you can have all sorts of fun. All right, so top right-hand one. And of course, if you're doing a bit of a podcast with chapters, that could be, or even that could be a little segue, couldn't it? You know? News. Sport, weather, 
Dog's body. No, not really. All right. So the bottom left hand one is. So that was a quick applause one. Remember, I said the applause one. You hold it in. And if you wanted to add more effect, turn it up. So what I was actually just doing then, I was holding the the sound button on the the left hand side one on the bottom part of the two by two grid, and I was actually turning the volume up with my thumb. That was really cool. And the that tish one. And of course, with that one, you can do. Keep pressing it so you don't get the tish, and then release. <laughs> um, and it was really funny. I was on a meeting the other day, and somebody was just stating things with the absolute friggin' obvious. Goes the language a little bit. So what I what I said to her, I said, if you keep making absolute absurd common sense statements, I'm going to start ewing through the whole. Uh, meeting and so I started doing that and <laughs> it was quite fun she got sort of like you know humorously annoyed at me and then every time because we had to sort of practice some presentations on the meeting they kept saying now what do you think about that presentation so what I would do would go I really think that deserves a so very well done so you know you can have lots and lots of fun so what I'm going to do now to finish off this recording after I press the pause button, of course, or the, sorry, not the pause button, the stop button, I will then turn the unit off. I will then take out the SD card and then plug that into my Mac. And of course, being an M1 MacBook Pro, there's no SD card. So I do have a USB-C, one of those multi-banky things plugged into it with an SD card in it. So I'll plug it into there, go to my desktop, access the, the Zoom P4 volume, go to the the only single file track for the model track recording from today's time, excuse me, and date. I'll then convert that WAV file into MP3 for the podcast. And of course, because I use Podbean for the IC fresh technologies from a blind person's perspective podcast, I'll upload that MP3 file, give it a title, do a bit of a blurb, and then post it. But literally, because I've done fairly well in not stammering too much and coughing and carrying on and swearing and God knows what else I might do on some podcast, depending on what I'm doing sometimes, I can literally just take this file and just go for it. So, you know, you, you really, if you're confident, you really don't have to do much post-production. If you want to, then yes. Uh, when I take it over to my Mac, I could load the WAV file into Armadeus Pro and then, you know, I could maybe check some volumes I could take out, for example, the coughing today if I really wanted to, and also all sorts of other post-production things. And then I could then, you know, of course, save the file as an MP3 file rather than just using a utility to convert to MP3, and off I would go again. So there you go. I've got no idea how far much I've talked to you today. Um, I'll find out when I post it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. I really enjoy this Zoom, Zoom PodTrack P4. It's, I don't know, I just think the fact that I've upgraded to a new you know, multi-track recorder thingy-jig. It's just been really amazing. So look, if you're after a mixer and you're on the market for one and you want something that's very, very straightforward, easy to use and a joy to use, then absolutely go for the P4. But anyway, I will stop talking and playing and let you get on with your day, morning, evening or whatever. And as I say in all my podcasts, again, thank you for listening and absolutely bye for now. I'm stop talking. Talk to you later. Bye.
Welcome to another podcast demo concerning the Zoom PodTrack P4. And I have a funny feeling this is going to turn into a bit of an episode series so far. This is now number three. And I want to sort of up it a little bit in this particular demo because last demo that I did, which was sort of the full description and tip demo, which I now find out went for about 51 minutes, so I got a little bit carried away. This particular demo, I want to show you how you can still access your iPhone not plugged in to the side TRRS 3.5mm port and also be able to record an external headphone jacked based device as well. I.e. let's say you want to record your Amazon Echo Dot or your Victorita Stream or your Sanjean Accessible Radio etc etc. Well of course you'd plug in a cable into the headphone jack into any one of those devices and then into the PodTrack P4. But let's go back to the beginning a little bit. So remember, uh, with channel three and channel four, these are the ones that do the magic with the three positions of the switches. So remember in front of all the channel knobs, we have the switches and switch three and four has an extra position on the right hand side. So channel three is traditionally for your phone, Channel 4 is traditionally for your PC, Windows, slash Mac. But if you do the following two things, it will be something different that you can do with Channel 3 and Channel 4. So with Channel 4, what I've done is I've got a lightning to USB camera adapter plugged in via a USB-C to USB cable into that front left hand power slash data port. So I've got that cable coming off, that's then plugged into that lightning USB camera adapter, which is then plugged in to my iPhone. So in that way, I can actually use my iPhone. So if I flick on the screen now for my phone. Dot phone, seven, page one of 15, settings. That's the Wallet. iPhone. Settings, page okay, one of so that's coming off channel settings. four. Wallet. Home. And if I do the famous two finger magic double tap, there's some music playing. So that's the iPhone, channel four. Now channel three, again with the switch in the far right position, I've actually this time, rather than having the TRRS cable, so you know, tip, ring, ring, sleeve, plugged into my iPhone, that same cable is now plugged into the back of the Amazon Echo Dot and now I can actually record the output coming out of that headphone jack off the Amazon Echo Dot. I'm just going to press the action button, so rather than saying the dangerous word A-L-E-X-A, I'm just going to press the action button. Alexa, hello. G'day. <laughs> G'day, mate. Alright, so let's just ask her what the time is and just going to press the action button. What is the time? It's 5.26am. Yeah, I thought it was about 5.30. What's the weather today? Right now in Narara, it's 9 degrees Celsius with partly cloudy skies. Today's forecast has mostly sunny weather, with a high of 19 degrees and a low of 9 degrees. It's going to press the action buttons again on the Echo Dot. Sing me a song. I've been thinking a lot about what makes people happy. Made a list and spent time asking why. The results may vary, 
kinds of merry. You're glad when mine's the only cloud in the sky. It's the sand beneath your toes. It's when stars shine bright on a warm summer's night. It's a fresh cut lawn with no bindies. A barbie when it's not windy and the sand beneath your toes. It's <laughs> uh, a cute little song, that one. And of course, this one. Read my last Audible book. Getting your selection from Audible, resuming roads. Wood all came from that little oak out back. The tree is part of your official space, so that connection will lend strength to the runes of protection I'm using, Declan said, starting to run cord through the little holes he had drilled in the oval chips. Stop. So I'll just press the action button again. And of course, action button. Read my last Kindle book. Resuming your most recent book, Asylum, a Star Kingdom science fiction adventure novel. There are seven hours left in the book. Reading at one and a quarter speed. Mari Moonraiser adjusted her ocular implants to simulate normal human eyesight as she gazed over the forest of evergreens toward the rising sun. Pinks and oranges burnished the blue sky, the sight gorgeous and still novel to someone who'd spent most of her life on spaceships and habitats. She couldn't, however, help but wonder if she was truly seeing the sky as unaltered humans would. Her mother had surgically installed numerous chips and cybernetic implants in her... Stop action button again beautiful so the final thing i can actually do which is actually what i do do i did it on my old behringer mixer and i can actually definitely do it on this one is i can play music on channel four and have say the audio book or the kindle book playing on channel three so have lovely music in the background while i'm listening to a book so let's try that now so i'm going to do on the iphone channel four i'm going to hold in the side button on my iphone 12 pro Play some acoustic guitar music. Which app do you want to listen to this on? Spotify. Acoustic guitar collective. So that's acoustic guitar chill. Now that Siri and the speech came out through my iPhone speak, but now it's going back through the Zoom Podtrek P4. So some nice lovely guitar music. And what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna turn that down via the mixer as in the P4 so I'm going to turn the gain on channel 4 that's at about 7 and now if I go to my echo dot and press the action button read my last audible book getting your selection from audible resuming roads troops the entire staff and the station stopped whatever they were pretending to be doing and let me just turn the audio book okay. up a little Keep bit on shirts. channel three. We want the surprise on our side. Plus, if the witch sees them, she'll know they aren't heavy duty. Declan so there we play. go. But hers is heavy duty. So I've got the some nice acoustic guitar station. music in the background. I harvested courtesy the of my iPhone 12 tree at the peak of a full moon. Then spent three days crafting and the then, copper wire. So that's on channel four, room. of course, and then on channel three. It's the strongest word I've ever made. I've got the said, actual book the reading from Audible from the Amazon angle. Echo Dot. Just wondered if she would be protected if she's in, you know. Stop. And of course, with my iPhone, I can just do a two-finger double tap and stop it. So there you go. 
Isn't that cool? I mean, it's really lovely that you can do that sort of stuff. So just to recap, if you want to still be able to record stuff from your iPhone, you will need a USB-C to USB cable, which then gets plugged into a lightning USB camera adapter, which then plugs into your iPhone. And that will plug into the front left hand port on your Zoom PodTrack P4. So that's channel four. And then channel three with your TRRS cable. Tip, ring, ring, sleeve. I don't know why I love to keep saying that. That then gets plugged into whatever headphone jacky device you've got, i.e. things like Amazon Echo Dot, Victor Reda Stream, the Sajian Accessible Radio, etc., etc., And off you go. And it all works absolutely beautifully. Just another way that you can get a little bit more out of the Zoom PodTrack P4. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. Zoom PodTrack P4 recording in this continuing saga series. This is number four, I believe. And in this one, I want to show you how easy it is just to record sound coming from, in my case, my Mac. And of course, if you use a Windows computer, a Windows computer as well. So remember when you're recording from your iPhone via channel three, with the switch in the position of third position to the right. Of course, that's where you can via a TRRS cable plugged into a lightning 3.5 mil adapter, get audio from your iPhone. Well, it's a bit of a simpler in some ways process getting that same thing to do with your Mac coming off channel three. In the last demo, I showed you how I did that with the Amazon Echo Dot via the TRRS cable. Well, basically, it's the same thing to do with the Mac. I simply take the TRRS cable, and then that cable then basically plugs straight into the headphone jack of my Mac, and I can just record straight from the Mac. So if I'm doing a demo, for example, of voiceover on the Mac, that's how I can record it. So for example, when I normally do a demo of the Mac, I normally do this. So I do with the Mac, let me start off by doing a command to go to the desktop, which is shift VOD or shift control option D. Desktop, desktop group. And then if you want to go to the main menu, it's VO or control option and M for menu. Menu bar, Apple. If I want to get to the extras menu, I do VOM or control option again for the extras menu. Menu extras, 75% sound menu extra. Okay, and of course on either menu I can do VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Bluetooth menu extra, battery one zero zero. Plus Wi-Fi connected, three And going back menu to the left with VO left arrow. Battery one zero. Bluetooth menu extra. And if I get back to the previous menu, VOM again, control option M. Menu bar, Apple. 
Here's the main Apple menu. Video right arrow and drop right arrow. Finder. File. Edit. View. Back to the left. Edit. File. Finder. Pull it down with down arrow. Video keys, control and option. Finder. About five preferences. Ellipsis. And press escape. Closing menu. Macintosh HD. So nothing special. That's just coming straight off my Mac from channel three. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And of course, I actually still have my phone connected from the last demo I did. Uh, which was using the Lightning USB camera cable plugged into the front left USB-C power slash data port. So if I flick on my screen on my iPhone, news, books, okay, there's App my Store. iPhone as well. Podcasts, TV, double tap to open. So I've now got my two favorite objects in the world. Well, two of the Recently, most favorite objects, the Zoom PodTrack P4 now is actually right up there as a favorite object at the moment. So I have my iPhone on channel four, of course, with the switch position over on the far right, remember? And then channel three, in this case, is not my iPhone and not my Amazon Echo Dot. It's my Mac. So there you go. So just another way of expanding the ever horizon of the Zoom PodTrack P4, etc, etc. Anyway, that will do me for this yet another demo. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. Hi, and welcome to another demo on the Zoom PodTrack P4. And I believe this is episode now number five. And in this demo, I want to talk about some recording tips and some playback tips on the P4 itself. So first of all, whilst I'm doing the recording on the P4 now, so I press the, you know, the fourth button to the right which that group of four buttons is to the right of the sound pad volume control. So I press it to start recording. Now, if I want to pa currently pause the recording, but keep recording again, I can press the play button, which is the button second on that group of four from the left. So remember it goes menu, play, stop and record. So if I now press play, I'm going to pause the recording. So I'm going to press it now and I'm going to count to 10 and I'm going to come back and see if it worked or not. All right, so here we go. I'm going to press play, pause now. And there we go. I've just pressed it again and I'm back and I counted to 10. And then of course you can keep doing that as many times as you like. And then when you're finished, 
you simply press the stop button to stop recording. So that's a bit of a tip one. Tip number two is when you play back a recording, so you press the the play button, you'll hear the recording and that's only going to come through your headphones. Okay, so as far as I understand, it doesn't go anywhere else. It doesn't get recorded or anything else. It's just playing it back. Now, I've noticed sometimes, and it may be because I pressed the wrong button or not, but sometimes if I then go and directly try and access, say, one of the channel mute buttons at the top, sometimes it doesn't act properly. It sort of doesn't do anything. So I then always press the stop button again, so probably a second time. And that seems to clear something. And because I can't see the screen, no matter what it's doing, but that always gets me back. I can hear the microphone come back on again. That's point number two. Point number three, which I've only recently discovered today as I'm doing the recording. Uh, when you're playing back a recording, so you've pressed the record button in the simple mode, you've gone, you know, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their party. Today I saw a little worm wriggling on his belly. I wonder if he'd like to come inside and see what's on the telly. Once you've finished, you press the stop button and press play. Whilst you're playing recent file, if you press, so again, the sound pad, and I'm talking about the top two sound pad buttons. So remember it's in a two by two grid. So I'm really talking about row one, column one, and row one, column two. So the left-hand button will be a rewind and the right-hand button will be a fast-forward. So when you press it, it'll jump forward a bit with the right-hand one. When you press the left-hand one, it'll jump back a little bit. Then if you hold them down, so you hold the left button down or the right button down, it's a fast rewind. So left or a fast-forward right, and that works quite well. So there you go. That's just a bit of a, another tip to hopefully allow you to get the most out of your Zoom PodTrack P4. And as I say in all my demos, thanks for listening and bye for now. And welcome to another Zoom PodTrack P4 demo. And in this demo today, I want to show you when you record, when you're playing your most recent file back, how you can then use the sound pad. Now 
I should say before we get started, I've currently got two Podtrax P4 in front of me. Uh, one I'm doing the master recording of, and the second one I'm actually going to do the secondary recording on that I'm actually going to be doing. So they're both connected together by a TRRS cable, and I've got mics on both being active. Here we are at our Zoom PodTrack P4 machine, and yes, I'm using the secondary one. If I press record, okay, I am now recording on the secondary Zoom PodTrack P4 to see what it sounds like, and I can do my own sound pad little segues on this one as well. So if I press this one, we get that. If I press this one, I get that if I press this one, we get the short applause, and I press this one, I get that one. And by the way, I just went around the wrong way that I normally do the sound pad just to actually annoy people <laughs> because normally I do top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Um, actually, let's just do the right way around just so we can add more stuff to play with when we play this back. So here we go, top left. Press on the sound pad. And top right on the sound pad. And bottom left on the sound pad. And bottom right on the sound pad. And remember with the applause, that's the one that's held to the timing for. Press it once, it'll just do that. If you hold it down, it'll keep doing the applause until you release it. All right. I think we have enough recording. Uh, actually, let's just do two little segues, shall we? All right, so we can do... Today's news is that David has now got two Zoom PodTrack P4s, which he probably doesn't really need beyond demoing. But then again, I just realized I've got to use one for my work, which is portable, which will go. And I prefer to leave this one that I'm currently using as the master. Uh, so I don't have to actually take all the cables out. So that's good. And the weather for Monday, as I'm doing this recording, is supposedly fair with a temperature of approximately 21 degrees Celsius with an overnight no, with level light, with an overnight low of 7 degrees Celsius. And that will conclude this little rubbishy demo on the secondary Zoom PodTrack P4. All right, let's listen to me rave on back. So I'm going to press the stop button on the secondary P4. And I've just pressed that now. And then if I press the play button, now just to remind you where all these buttons are again, but hopefully if you've been listening to my demos, you'll know where they are. But remember below the sound pad, you've got the volume control for the sound pad. And then going left to right, you've got menu, play. So of course, when I started recording on both of these, I press the far right button for record. I just press the stop button now to actually stop the recording on the secondary one. I'm going to press play to hear myself back. Okay, I am now recording on the secondary Zoom PodTrack P4 to see what it sounds like. And I can do my own sound pad little segues on this one as well. So if I press 
this one. <laughs> we get that. If I, I like press that one. This one. And I, I like get that, that. If I press this one. Yep. Get the short like applause. I press this one. And sorry, I'm talking over my uh, play recording. I'll just shut up now. And by the way, I just went around the wrong way that I normally do the sound pad just to actually annoy people. <laughs> Top left. Press on the sound pad. And top right on the sound pad. And bottom left on the sound pad. And bottom right on the sound pad. And remember if the applause, that's the one that's held to the timing for. Press it once, it'll just do that. If you hold it down, it'll keep doing the applause until you release it. All right, I think we have enough recording. Uh, actually, let's just do two little segues, shall we? All right, so we can do Today's news is that David has now got two Zoom PodTrack P4s, which he probably doesn't really need beyond demoing. But then again, I just realized I've got to use one for my work, which is portable, which will go. And I prefer to leave this one that I'm currently using as the master. Uh, so I don't have to actually take all the cables out. So that's good. And the weather for Monday, as I'm doing this recording, is supposedly fair with a temperature of approximately 21 degrees Celsius with an overlight, no, with overlight, with an overnight low of 7 degrees Celsius. And that will conclude this little rubbishy demo on the secondary Zoom PodTrack P4. Alright, let's listen to me rave on back. So I'm going to press the stop button on the secondary P4. Okay, so I'll play back the recent file. And of course, if I do it again, I'm just going to press play again. Okay, I am now recording on the yeah, secondary If I press play again, it's going to be paused. So it's paused. If I press play again, and paused to it. see what it sounds like. Press play again. Paused it. Press play again. And I can do my own okay. sound pad. And if I stop, the stop button. And remember, this is the third button to the right of the sound pad volume control. So I've stopped the playback. Now this time, because I've pressed stop, when I press play now, it's going to go back to the beginning of the file. Okay, I am now recording on the secondary Zoom PodTrack P4 to see okay, what it sounds so rather like. Than pressing pause, I'm just going to press stop. And then, of course, if I press play again, it's going to go back to the beginning. Okay, I am now recording on the secondary Zoom pod track. And pressing stop. Okay, so when you're playing your recent file, the play button will act as a play pause button every time you press it. If you press the stop button when you're playing back a recent file and you press play again, it'll go back to the beginning of the file. So that's how to record and just initial playback. Let's move on to actually playing back the recording and jumping forwards and backwards and home and end. All this happens around the sound pad itself. All right. So if I press play to start playing back that recent file. Okay. I am now recording on the secondary now, zoom. The top left sound pad buttons left to and right see what it sounds fast like. Forward or fast rewind. And I can do my If I just press the top right and for fast forward, I can just keep press it segways individually to jump. Area. A little bit forward. This, that, that one. 
okay, or I can press the top of the tab go rewind. And by the way, I press just the button. I get that if I press this one. If I hold in the, the top floor, left hand, I press this button. So rewind and keep holding it in. And then I release it now and I press play. Okay, I am now I'm recording back at the beginning of the file. The secondary zoom pod track P4. To if I hold in, like the and fast I can do forward my own button, sound pad, right sound pad button, segue. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. I'm now at the end of the file because if I press play, nothing's going to happen. All right, so if I do the top left hand rewind button on the sound pad a few little times, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then press play. <clears throat> All right, let's listen to me rave on back. So I'm going to press the stop button on the secondary p4 okay and that was just me backing up about a couple of seconds or something before the end just so you could tell that it went to the end of the file now i can go back to the beginning of that file with holding in that top left hand rewind button i always do it for about three seconds and i'll show you one in a minute so i'm going to hold it in for three seconds one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi and now i'm going to press play Okay, I am now yeah, recording up on the, the secondary. Okay. Now the reason why I I said hold it in for three seconds for fast rewind and fast forward is you can also jump by a, a time jump, um, and I found if I just do it for one second, it's a good time jump. If I try and go a little bit over, sort of two seconds or whatever else, having not read the manual about that bit. I seem to actually evoke that jump to end and drop, jump to beginning function for both rewind and fast forward. Another way of going home, by the way, is to press the bottom left hand sound pad button. I'm going to press that now. I'm going to press play. Okay, I am now recording on the secondary zoom. Okay. And now I'm going to hold in the fast forward to see what it button sounds like for about and one and a bit seconds, right? I'm going to do that sound now. pad. One Mississippi release. Press on the sound pad. Here we go. Do it again. One Mississippi and release. But then again, I just realized I've got to use one for my work. One Mississippi and for release. Light. No, with level light. With an overnight low of <laughs> seven degrees. Let's try going Celsius. left now. So rewind. So one Mississippi and release. The applause. That's the one that's held to the time. And one Mississippi and release. Um, actually, let's just do the one Mississippi and release to see what it sounds like. And I can do my own sound pad and we can press home, press play. Okay, I am now recording Isn't that on fantastic? the secondary zoom pod track P4 to see what it sounds like. And I can do my own sound pad. Okay, press play. And so there you go with the sound pad. Top left, top right is... If you press it briefly each time, rewind and or fast forward. If you hold it down for about a second or so, fast rewind or fast forward, jumping forward by a time jump. If you hold the left hand sound pad top left for in for in my testing, at least uh, for three seconds, it jumps to the beginning of the file. If you hold it in for three seconds for the top right hand one, fast forward, it'll jump to the end of the file. And of course, when you're at the end of the file, you've got to back up a little bit. So you would then press the left button, top left, 
rewind to just go back a little bit so maybe press it you know five six seven eight nine times there you go i'm playing with the sound pad for playing back your recent files now keep in mind because i've effectively been using the sound pad and the play button if i just sit here and think oh i'd like to press one of those um, sound pad files to make a sound if of course if i press it that was all four of them they're not going to do anything are they so to actually stop me interacting with the file i've just got to press the stop button so now if i press top left hand side and top right hand side and the bottom left and the bottom right everything's back to normal so there you go i hope this bit of a play around with the recording pausing resuming and stopping of the sound file and then having control over some playback options when you are playing back your most recent file remembering that when you're finished with playing with the sound pad and the play pause button you've then got to press the stop button to then allow you to use the sound pad files again otherwise you're effectively going to be using you know top left fast rewind top right fast forward bottom left the beginning or the home of the actual current file Okay, so I'll leave it there for now. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. And yes, I just pressed the sound pad on the master PodTrack P4 for the outro. Welcome to another demo on the Zoom PodTrack P4 and this one's going to be all about changing the sounds, repeat value and volume of the sounds on the sound pad. And as you might have noticed at the beginning of the podcast we had my normal stroke custom sound which I did actually post-production and then we had a one of the default top left hand side sounds in the sound pad. And then what I'm going to do at the end of this demo, I'm actually going to show you how I can actually put all my own custom sounds back in just to show you how straightforward it is to do. Let's just remind ourselves what the sound pad initially sounds like with its default settings. So I'm going to press top left. And I'm going to press top right. Bottom left. And bottom right. And of course, the repeat value, which is that bottom left-hand one, if I press it, that's how long it goes for. But if I hold it in, it'll just keep going. All right, so that's when I talked about the values. They're the values that you can change. And you've got four values that you can select, which will make more sense when we go through it. Let me just remind you what the buttons are to the left of the volume control for the sound pad, the round knob. And going from left to right, you've got menu, 
play, stop and record. When you're in the menu, the play button is your left button, the stop button is your right button and the record button is your enter or select button. Let me just press the menu now. Even when you're in this part of the menu, the top level of the menu, you can still remind yourselves what the sounds are for your sound pad. So top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. So I'm going to press the right arrow key once, which is the stop button, pressing select or record. And now when I go and have a look at the sound pad, top left, right, bottom left, right. They're all silent because here is where you choose the sound that you want to change the value for, whether it be the sound itself, the repeat value, or the volume value of that particular sound. Just because I feel like it, I'm going to choose the bottom right hand one. We press that now. Now I'm going to hit the record key or the enter key. And this is a really great way of confirming what key you've done, because if I do top left, silent, top right, silent, bottom left, silent, bottom right, I know I've actually selected that particular sound. So now we're actually in a sub-menu, and the first value that we're actually on is type of sound file you want to choose. If I press my right arrow key, we'd go to the repeat value. If I press my right arrow key again, I'd go to the volume control. And because I'm actually already on the default one, which is the type of sound file I want to choose, I'm just going to press enter again. If I press my left arrow key, which is going to be the play key, and press the bottom right hand key, because remember that was the sound that we chose for this particular button. That's what the values now change to. So I'm going to press left arrow again and do it again. It's laughter, pressing left arrow. Now, by the way, it doesn't really make any difference which way you go. Um, I just chose left, right? So I press right arrow now, for example. That's the previous one, right? So I'm going to keep pressing left. I'm just going to do twice to skip over that one. And press left again. And what I want to get to, I want to get to the wah, wah, wah one because that'll make more sense when we talk about the repeat value. So left arrow. No. Nope. And I keep pressing left and bottom right for the sound. the one that I want to use. Perfect. So I have my little weather station talking about there in the background, but uh, never mind. I'm trying to do this recording while my family's out at karate. All right, so we've made the selection for the sound. I'm now going to press the record button or enter to select it. So if I now press the bottom right hand one on the sound pad. Okay, because all the other ones, top left, top right, bottom left, are all still quiet because we're working on bottom right hand one at the moment. We've gone back to the sound file menu. If I press the right arrow key, I've now gone to the repeat value. So I hit enter, press the bottom right hand sound, of course, which is going to be the wah-wah-wah. So the way this one works, if I press it, see how if I keep pressing it, keep starting from the beginning, but if I let it play, it goes through the whole lot. So let me just do it again. So here's play, normally. I'll just press the key. But if I let it play halfway through, press it again, start from the beginning. So that's the one of the repeat values. If I press the right arrow key and press enter or record, now press the bottom right hand. Now that sort of sounds the same, doesn't it? Wait till I actually do this bit. Bottom right hand button again. 
I've paused it. Bottom right hand sound pad again, same button. And I paused it again. And I paused it again, let it go again. So that one you could either let it play or you can start and stop it when it's playing the sound. So let me just do it again without me talking about it. I'm going to press it once. So I'm going to let it play straight through. And then if you want to really exaggerate somebody just driving you nuts, you can do this one. <laughs> All right, let me press the right arrow key, which is the stop key. I'm going to hit enter. And let's see what this one, I'm going to press the bottom right hand key again for the sound. And let's see what this one does. And this one will just keep repeating to the cows come home. I don't know if people say cows actually. And if I press it halfway through, it'll stop it. Okay, so that's how you can stop the repeat. You can just let it go by just pressing it. Sit back and go la 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 da da dee da da dee. And then when you've really had enough and it's driving you nuts, you just press the key again and stop it. All right. And if I press the right arrow key again and hit enter and press the bottom right hand sound pad button for the sound, that's that one. If you just press it once, it does a very short sound clip. If you hold it down and take your finger off, it st stops the sound. So of course with that particular one, you can keep holding your, your finger down to keep going. So if I do that now, <laughs> stop, stop. All right, so I think for this particular one, because I'm going to change it anyway, I like the one where I can start and stop it. So that was the second one along, I believe. So I'm going to press right, right, enter. Now I'm going to press it again, see what happens this time. <laughs> That's the one. All right, so we're finished with that particular menu. So I'm going to press menu. And now we've gone back to the previous menu. So if I want to check top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. So we're still on this main sub-menu for the sounds. And because I went back to the menu, I'm now in the middle option. So remember, the one that we first went into was the type of sound we wanted. We've just done the repeat values, of which there's four. And now I want to do the volume. So I'm going to press right arrow. I'm going to press enter. And... I'm going to press the sound bottom right one for the sound I'm using. So that's the current volume. Okay, now I found by experimenting that you can either use the left button to go up, which is play, the right button to go down, which is stop. And I believe from top to bottom, there's about 30 presses you can do, or you can also do it with the, the sound volume control itself. So I'm just going to keep pressing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm going to press the bottom right-hand sound. Whoops, too low. Pressing left, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, bottom right. So that's the volume. Okay, which is probably a bit too low, eh? All right, let me just zoom back up to the really big volume one. So um, hold on to your ears. So... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Hey, hang on to your ears. 
Do a few more. Press, 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 press the left arrow key. Press it again. Yeah, that was the volume. All right, so let's go to mid range. So I reckon if I do 15 with the right arrow, which is the stop button, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and press it again. Yeah, no, a bit low. Let's go back to the left with the play button, 1, 2, 3, press it again. No, no, a bit louder. Press it again. There we go. Beautiful. All right, no presenter. All right, so that's me playing around with choosing one sound and then changing the value for the sound type, the repeat value, and the volume with that submenu. So I'm going to back out one level with the menu key. Okay, and if I press the D-pad, the D-pad, the sound pad, top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, we're now going back to that previous menu where you actually choose the actual button of the sound pad you want to change. If I go back one more menu, press the menu key again, and now if I press the actual sound pad, top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Okay, so what I'm going to do now, I'm actually just going to spend the next minutes putting my sound files back to normal. The enter key or the record key. Okay, so we've gone back to the silent pad where you choose your selection. So top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right are all quiet because this is our selection menu. So I'm going to press top left and press enter. So now if I press top left again, and now that's the live button we're using. And of course if I do top right, bottom left, bottom right, they're all quiet. And now we're on this group of menus for sound type, repeat value and volume. And because I've gone back into the menu, I should default to the first option in the menu, which we're about to find out. I'm going to hit enter. And now I'm going to press the left arrow key, or the play key, and then press the top left hand to play the sound. Yep, and we're definitely in the right menu because I've just changed the sound. All right, so I want to get to my segue in music. So I think if I go right, actually, that's the best way to get to it. So I'm going to go right. And every time I press right or the stop button, I'm going to keep pressing the top left hand sound pad button because that's the one that I chose. So here we go. I'm going to just press right, top left, no, right, top left, no, right, top left, no, right, top left, oh, right, top left, right, top left, right, top left. Maybe I should have went the other way. <laughs> right, top left, right, top left, right, top left. Right top left, right top left, right top left, right top left. Yeah, there it is. So that's the segue for going in. I'll set a play, because I like the sound of it. It's my Apple Watch dingy. Beautiful. All right, so that's what we want to use. So I'm going to hit the Enter key. I am now going to press the menu key to go back. Now I'm going to do the sound pad again. This is the customized menu for the whole buttons. Top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Beautiful. So I'm going to change the top right hand one. And I'm going to press Enter. So if I do top left, top right, so what I want to change. 
bottom left, bottom right, all quiet. Beautiful. All right, run the sound type. I'm going to press enter. So I want to choose the sound for the segue out music. So I'm going to press right arrow, and then in this case, press top right for that sound that I just chose. Nope. Okay, playing sound. Not right, top. Not pressing right, top. And there's the out. I'll just let it play and be good. Beautiful. So I'm going to press enter. And of course the good old menu button. So now the sound pad should be all blank. Top left should be silent. Top right silent. Bottom left silent. Bottom right silent. So I'm going to do the bottom left hand one. Enter on it. Now the first thing I'm going to do is change the repeat value because I just don't want to go and listen to those sounds with the short repeat function happening. So I'm going to press right arrow and then hit enter. So if I press the bottom left hand sound pad, that's the short one, which I don't want. So I think it's the next one over. So I'm going to press right arrow and hit enter. And let me try it this time. Yeah, that's the one, because if I press the play button for the sound, as in the bottom left hand side of the sound pad, it keeps playing it from the beginning, that's fine. So I am going to press enter. I'm going to go back a menu by pressing the menu button. Then if I press the left arrow and hit enter, I can now go and find the appropriate sound with the sound playing, like that. So let me press right and the bottom left hand sound button to get the sound we want, which is the nice one that my teenager Lavender created. So here we go, right and bottom left sound button. Oh, that's it <laughs> and past it to go back beautiful and I'm going to press enter to select it and I'm going to press menu to come out and if I press the sound pad top left top right bottom left bottom right we're all back to the sound pad for more customization for the next sound I want to do the bottom right hand one and hit enter now we're back to the sound type first on that group of sound type repeat and volume here enter again and i'm going to press the bottom right hand one and of course that was the one that we originally played with i don't particularly want that one uh, i'm going to do my other little short segue that i've also got so uh let's go back to the right arrow actually no let's be different let's choose left so left and then bottom right hand sound pad to play Yeah. Uh, actually. Okay, next one. That's a pretty good one, isn't it? All right, so enter. 
All right, so we're back to that menu. So the bottom right hand should be the only one that's live now on the sound pad. There's all the others. Top left, top right, bottom left, they're all quiet because that's the one we chose previously. Put your menu back, all the sound pad should be quiet now. Top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, beautiful. Menu back. Now I should be able to just play all the sound pads whilst I'm still in the menu. So top left. Oh, excuse my tummy. Now, we know what the top right-hand one is. I'm not going to subject you to actually listen to the outro. <laughs> so, bottom left on the sound pad. And bottom right on the sound pad. Beautiful. All right, so now we can come out of the menu by pressing the menu button again. And we're back to beginning. Now, a bit of a tip here, because we've already been into the menu, if I now press the menu key again, the menu's remembered what sub-menu I last chose, which in this case was the sound pad. So I do not press right arrow and enter. I just press enter straight away. So now if I press the sound pad, left, right, bottom left, bottom right, I'm ready to go start choosing what particular sound file I want to start customizing via top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right on the sound pad. Okay, if I hit menu again to go back to the previous menu, I'll get the sound pack sound pack sound pad being live again. Okay, and pressing menu and I've gone back to the main standby or home screen again. If you get lost in this menu what I suggest you do, you come all the way out of it and you actually turn the PodTrack P4 off. And of course, when you turn it back on again and you hear you're wearing headphones, you hear a little click as it comes on. And of course, if you've got mics attached to it, like I've got two at the moment, both of those mics will become live and you'll be able to hear that you're at the, if you like, the standby home screen. And of course, that's when you press menu, you press your right arrow, i.e. the stop button once, hit the enter or the record key and we're at that place that we kept going back to which was the sound pad being quiet where you can make a selection by pressing top left top right bottom left bottom right and hit the record key or the enter key then that's when you're at that sub menu for sound type repeat value and volume so there you go i hope you do try and play with the sound pad controls for changing your sound type, repeat value and volume. Once you get used to it, it really is a piece of cake. I literally just sat down on the lounge with just my headset plugged in. I was just running the unit on batteries and I just kept playing and playing and playing till I worked out the appropriate sequence. So really, really easy to do. But anyway, that will do me for this podcast. And now, guess what? I can now press the proper outro. So as always... Thanks for listening, and bye for now.
folks and welcome to another podcast demo and completely done of course on the Zoom PodTrack P4 and I have a feeling this is probably going to be my last one in the series for the moment because I've covered most of the things that I need to use. So in this sort of finalish type one I want to show you how you can successfully use the files menu on the PodTrack P4 to play back and or delete the files that are on the PodTrack P4 without having to transfer them via the cable or I'm back in my ancient days about three or four days ago as I'm doing this demo take the SD card out, whack it in the Mac and play them back whereas this way all you need is your headphones plugged into the P4 and you can review the files and as I said you can play them back to yourself or delete them which is really really cool so in fact when I was playing with this um, earlier this morning, I was able to review them all by just sitting on the lounge and I just had a pair of tiny little earbuds plugged into the P4 and it worked really well. So enough chit chat for me. I've got my master P4 doing the recording and I've got my secondary P4 plugged in via the TRRS cable. So let me start by first of all going to the menu <clears throat> on the P4 that I'm doing the demo on. So I'm pressing the menu button now. And the first option is, if it's the first time you've got into the menu from a restart, remember, that the first option is going to be selected, which is files. Now, now in my last demo, when I talked about there was two file things on the menu. Well, one's files, to look at the files on the device now that I just realized. And the other one, which I've been using now via the USB cable to put the P4 into a mass storage mode is file management all right so two different things so on files now i'm going to press enter now really important here <clears throat> is when i've got my mic plugged in and it's turned on of course when you go into files the mic is muted okay so that's how i know that i've gone into the files menu because on my headset i can't hear the mic anymore okay so it's like it's been muted which it probably has been actually so I'm now on the list of files, <clears throat> excuse me. So now I can press either left or right arrow to go through the files. Now just to remind you about these buttons again. So we've got the volume control for the sound pad. So that's the two by two group of keys for the sound pad. Below that you've got the volume control and to the right of that you've got menu, left, right, and then enter or select. Now of course in the manual like I repeated last time, um, the play button is also referred to as the up button and the stop button is also referred to as the down button but I call it right so take it either way you like because I can't read the labels on the keys for me I'm going left and right uh, with the play and stop keys so I hope that's not confusing people between what I'm saying and what you're reading in the manual but that's the way that I'm doing my demos anyway alright so we're down the list of files so if I press enter which is going to be the record button I am now in a sub-menu on this current file and I've got three options. I've got play, rename or delete. And I'm not going to try and rename the file because I won't be able to see the screen properly because I can't see it at all. So my two options I'm going to work on are play and delete. But let's see if I want to keep this file first. So I'm going to press enter on play which is the default one. This is just a standby <coughs> excuse me, recording so that when I return to the main home Standby screen. Okay, that was a test demo that I was doing. So I'm going to press the menu button to go back one level. 
So I'm now back on the play, rename and delete. So what I'm going to do delete. So I'm going to press right and right because I've gone over rename now on delete. I'm going to hit enter on delete. And then by default, it's always on the cancel button. If I press left arrow, I'm now on the execute or confirm. I'm going to hit enter. And now where it's taking me is back to the file list straight away because I've just deleted a file, I'm no longer in a file. So if I press enter, I'm back on the submenu for that file that I've just selected, which is play, rename, delete. Play is selected. If I press enter again, space is really big, says the book. <laughs> you just won't believe how mind-boggling big it is. And these are just some demo files that I did just for fun file of it. File two. Okay, that was file. No, I did have a file one, but I got rid of file one apparently. Um, so that's all good. So, all right, so I'm going to show you something interesting in a little while about playing back once you're in a, a, an actual play screen, but I'm going to leave that for the moment. So I'm going to press menu. We've gone back a level to play, rename, delete. I'm going to go menu again. Now we've gone back to the file list. So if I press right arrow and press enter, We've now gone into a new file. We've now got play, rename, delete. If I press enter again, we're on play already. And press enter. Did the uh, computer happen to say what it was concentrating on? <laughs> Just a random quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All right, so I press menu to go back a level. And we've got play, rename, delete. Of course, play is selected. If I press enter again. Did the uh, computer happen to say what it was concentrating on? Okay, so to get back to the playlist quickly, I'm just going to do menu, menu. Okay, so the first menu went back to the play, rename, delete. Second menu went back to the actual file list. I'm going to press right arrow. And then if I press enter twice, it's just going to go into the submenu, which is play, rename, delete. And the next enter is going to activate play. So enter, enter. Right, let's have a play with the sound paddy thing. Ooh. Take that. And that. <laughs> and that. I'm seriously having too much fun with this thing. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, I suppose. All right, I'm going to press the menu button twice to go back to the file list. I'm going to press right arrow. And I'm going to press enter. So I run play, rename, delete. Enter again because play is the default. Now is the time the war was said. Hmm. Apparently it is too. All right, menu, menu. Right out to go to the next file. Enter, enter. What do you mean by it? Said the caterpillar. <laughs> uh, I think that's from Alice in Wonderland, that one. So go back a menu. Of course, we're now on the play, we name delete. Menu again, back to the file list. Right arrow, enter. Back to the submenu for the current file. Play, we name delete. Play is selected. Press enter. This is a standard demo file. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Now is the time for all good... Oh dear, look at that. Something spoke. I'll have to cancel this one and try another one, won't I? Okay. Yes, thank you, Samsung Galaxy Watch, you beautiful thing you. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to get rid of this file. So I'm going to press menu. So I've gone back to the previous submenu, which is play, rename, delete. I'm going to press right arrow, right arrow. So I skipped over rename on delete. I'm going to hit enter on delete. And remember I said the default value is cancel. I'm going to press left arrow for execute and hit enter. And now we've gone back to the file list. So now if I press enter, 
I'm on play for the submenu enter again. Space is really big, says the book. You just won't believe how okay, so it's gone back to big that one. it is. So I'm going to press menu, menu, back to the file list, right arrow, enter, enter. Did the uh, computer Done that one? say so menu, menu, right arrow, enter, enter. Right, let's have a play with the sound paddy thing. Got that one. So menu, menu, right arrow, next file, enter, enter to play it. Now was the time the walrus said. Did that one. Menu, menu, right arrow, enter, enter. What do you mean by it? Said the caterpillar. <laughs> All right. Uh, where am I? Menu, menu, right arrow, next file, enter, enter. Now the nice thing about being able to review as far as play and deleting files is concerned on the Zoom Pod Track P4 is that you don't end up with lots and lots of files and of course when you're sitting down for a potential interview away from your computer then you can certainly test all your levels and see what they sound like by doing a test file recording and of course play back. Okay, now since I'm in this file and it's a little bit longer than the other ones, I'm just going to show you something that you can do in here. So remember when I did the uh, demo on playing back a file and you could use the sound pad. So top left was to do a rewind, top right was to do a fast forward and the bottom left hand side of the sound pad button was to go home. Well, I can do the same thing here in a file. So I'm going to press home button now and I'm going to press the play button. Now the nice thing about being able to review and of course I can fast forward and on the and pressing the top right hand on the sound pad. What's the we'll go back. Press home again. Press play. Now the nice thing about being able to review as far as play and deleting and files press is concerned. play again to pause it. Now I've noticed for some reason and there might be something visually happening on the screen. But if I press stop or enter when I'm in this play screen rather than just concentrating on the sound pad and the play pause button, something weird happens to where I am in the location and I can't work out for the moment where I am. So I stay away from the stop button and the enter button. So simply when I'm playing back a file, I press home on the sound pad, press play. Now the nice thing about being able to review as far as... And then play again to pause it. Now I can press menu to go back. Menu, menu. I'm back to the file list because I went through the submenu, play, rename, delete, and I'm back on the file list. Pressing right arrow to go to the next file and then enter. We're on play, rename, delete, enter again. This is a quick test. Pressing stop now. Okay, we can get rid of that one. So menu to go back a level. We're on play, rename, delete. I'm going to press right arrow twice to get to delete. Enter on delete. We've got cancel, left to confirm, and then enter. Come back to the first file in the list, which should have been. Let me just do enter, enter. Space is really yeah, big. That one. Says right. the so book. menu, menu. So if I reckon if I do one, two, three, four, let's try four files forward. And I'm just pressing the right arrow. Enter, enter. What do you mean by it? That's not too bad. So menu, menu, right arrow, enter, enter. Now the nice thing about being able to review the long file when we just listened to previous to the test one. So menu menu, right arrow, enter, enter. Test one, two, three, four. That's another test file. So can you see really too because I really left this in the condition where I left it when I was doing all my testing and previous test files that I have that you can end up with a lot of junk on your SD card. 
So this is actually really good. So I'm going to press menu to go back a level. So I'm play, rename, delete, right arrow twice to get to delete, enter, left arrow to execute, and then enter. And then we've gone back to the first file. So if we want to confirm that we just press enter, enter. Space is really big, says the book. Okay, and you just went menu, menu twice, go back to the file list. So let me press right arrow. Mm, let's try uh, let's try seven. Seven presses the right arrow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Enter. So play, rename, delete. Defaults play. Entering in. Jeez, that was an exciting one. All right. So menu. Right twice for delete. Enter. Left arrow for execute. Enter. Okay, and if I do enter, enter again to find out where I am, just to confirm. Space is really big. So it's menu, menu to go back to the file list. Let's go forward seven times again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Enter and enter again. Oh, there we go. There's another file. Now, you might have noticed, I noticed it through my headphones, but that was one where I started recording something and then stopped straight away. They're the hard ones because you don't think you're actually in a file if you're not concentrating. All right, so I'm going to press menu to go back a level to play, rename, delete, right arrow twice, enter on delete, left arrow to execute, and then enter. And then, of course, if I press enter, enter now, space is really Perfect. big. So it's menu twice, go back to the file list. Let's go forward seven times with my right arrow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Enter. And on play, enter again. Another junk file. Menu. Right arrow, right arrow. Enter. On delete. Left arrow to execute or confirm. And enter again. And I'm going to press enter twice now to play the beginning file. Space is and I'm really always doing big, this so I can confirm where I am all the time. You I know it sounds a bit silly, but this is just to make is. sure because these menus don't talk, I'm just using the audio oh, to let me know where I am. All right, so menu, menu, back to the file list. Let's do seven times again with the right arrow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Enter, enter. Testing, testing, testing. <laughs> Another junk testing, file. file. Menu. Okay, and we're on play, rename, delete, right arrow, right arrow on delete, press the enter key, and then left arrow to confirm, and then enter, and enter, enter again now to play back the first file. Space is really big, says the book. Okay, menu, menu, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, to go to the seventh file, enter, enter. Space is really big, ah, says the book. I think I've tidied it up. You just won't believe Let's try that. Mind. Menu, menu. One, two, three, four, five, six. Enter, enter. Okay. It should be under the menu now. Oh, oh still another one there. So, menu to go back a level to play, rename, delete. Right arrow twice to go delete, enter. We've got cancel, left arrow to execute, enter again. And enter, enter. Should play. Space is really space big. Space is really big, says <laughs> the book. Okay, you so just menu, menu. All right, let me try six again. One, two, three, four, five, six. Enter, enter. Space is really big. Ah, there we go. Says we're big, book. Going back to the beginning file. So I reckon let's just double check. Mind-boggling big it is. So menu, menu. So I'm going to go to the next file. I'm going to have to just press right arrow and then enter, enter. Did the uh, computer happen to say? That's fine. I want to keep that one. So concentrating on menu, menu. Go back to the file list. Right arrow to go to the next file. Enter, enter to play this next file. Right. Let's have a play with the sound paddy thing. 
Perfect. Ooh. Menu, menu. Right, to go to the next file. Enter, enter. Now is the time the walrus said. Beautiful. Menu, menu to go back to the file list. Pressing right, to go to the next file. Enter, enter. What do you mean by it? Said the caterpillar. Good. And then menu, menu. Right arrow. Enter, enter. Now the nice thing about being able to review as far as play and deleting files is Beautiful. concerned. And menu, menu. Right arrow. Enter, enter. Space is really big. And there we go. I've just tidied up all my files and got rid of the test files. Isn't that really cool? Boggly big it is. Cool. Now, file two. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So, menu, menu. Now, I've gone back to the file list. Now, remember I said when I first went into this, I can tell when I've got into the file list because the mic's muted. If I go one level back out now, my mic's just become live again. So now I know I'm on menu, which contains file, which is currently what I'm sitting on, sound pad, etc. If I press menu again, I'm back at the home or the standby screen of the actual P4. Okay, so let me do a, a quick recording on the on the P4. This is a quick recording to see if I can play back the file from the file menu. So I'm going to press stop, play. This is a quick recording to see if I can play back the file from the file menu. So I'm going to press stop. Let's go to menu. I'm on file. I'm going to hit enter. Okay, my mic's muted. I hit enter again. And on play, enter again. All right, so this is just a test recording to see if I'm back at the recording standby screen, which I should be. And then I'm going to press Beautiful. stop. Beautiful. So if I do menu, menu to go back to the file list and press right arrow, I should be back at my first other file that was in the file list. So enter, enter. Space is really big, says the book. The beautiful. You just won't be able to Menu, menu to go back to the file list. Pressing left arrow to go back to that previous file. Enter, enter. All right, so this is just a test recording to. And I don't need to keep that one anymore. So I'm going to press menu to go back to play, rename, delete. Right arrow twice to go delete. Hit enter. Left arrow to execute. Because remember the defaults ones cancel, enter. And we should go back to the first file on the file list, which should be about the space running in. So enter, enter. Space is really big, says the book. There you go. You just won't believe how mind-boggling big it is. Beautiful. Oh, too. <laughs> I like that bit. Um, I'll be start being careful myself. I'm going to start talking to myself soon. All right, so... As you can tell, let me just go back to a known spot so I don't get sidetracked here. So menu, menu, and there we go. That's how easy it is, uh, once you know what you're doing, uh, to actually navigate the files menu within the, the menu on the P4. And I hope this demo has given you some confidence. Um, <clears throat> just as a bit of a trick, what I also do is if I'm going to be spending time you know, playing with the files and then sometimes getting sidetracked and not quite knowing where I am. Remember when you always want to go back to default setting and you're not sure where you are, um, turn the P4 off with the off button on the right hand side in the middle, turn it back on again and then when you go back into the menu you'll be on the first option which is files and then soundpad etc. So that's always a good place to start from if you get confused. The other trick that I do um, is I always sometimes make a bit of a just a dummy recording in the home screen um, just so that if I think I've returned or I know I am returned if you like back to the main home screen I can just press play 
um, to confirm that I'm playing back the recording that I just did, if that made sense. But literally, what you really do is go to the menu, you press on files with the enter key, and then you simply press left and right to go through each of the files. When you're on your file you want, you hit enter, enter to play it, because remember it's gone through the first enter goes to the play, rename, delete, next enter goes and starts playing the file. Menu, menu, then comes back up those levels back to the file list, and you can keep pressing left to right and hitting enter, enter. And then when you want to delete a file, when you go into it the first time with the enter key, you're on the play, rename, delete, press right arrow twice to go delete, hit enter, it'll be on the cancel button, press left arrow for execute or confirm and hit enter, and then you'll return to the first file in the file list, and you want to confirm that as I was, 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 uh, as I was doing, you'd press enter, enter to play the file back to you. So you can really get really fast on checking your files, and it's a lot faster in some ways than even having to go through the USB transfer or the old-fashioned way, plug out your SD card. So there you go. That will complete this demo. And as I said, this is probably going to be the last one on the Zoom PodTrack P4 for a while. But I hope you've enjoyed doing it. I've actually really been quite sick over the last week or two, um, not being able to sleep at night. I've been only averaging about two hours worth of sleep. So that's why you've suddenly got about six or seven podcasts out of me um, for the PodTrack P4, but it really is an absolutely excellent device, as you can tell by my enthusiasm. Um, it's luckily made my life a lot easier being able to concentrate on something while I've been really, really sick. Uh, and I hope you've also enjoyed the demo. So I've got no idea what my next demo is coming up, but this will do for the moment for the Zoom PodTrack P4 series. And as I say in all my demos, thanks for listening and bye for now. Welcome to this Zoom PodTrack P4 demo of transferring files from the P4 onto your computer, and in my case, it's the Mac. Now, today, as I'm doing this demo, I'm actually using my M1 MacBook Pro mic slash speaker, because as soon as I put the P4 in file transfer mode, it shuts down the buttons, knobs, and the mics on the P4, and basically puts it into like a mass storage device mode to come up as a volume, such as on the Mac. What I'm going to do, first of all, I'm just going to do a recording on the P4, and then I'm going to transfer that file over to the Mac. And of course, I have a USB-C cable plugged in from the front left USB-C port, because remember that's for power and data, 
on to in my case my USB-C port on my M1 MacBook. So I'm going to press record on the P4. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and raced away into the bush never to be seen again. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their party. Today I saw a little worm a wriggling on his belly. I wonder if he'd like to come inside and see what's on the telly. And I'll just press stop. So if I play it back to myself, now hopefully you can just hear at least this recording from coming from the P4 because I've got a, a little speaker plugged into the P4 via one of the headphone jacks. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter because I'm actually going to play the file when I get transferred up to the Mac anyway. So I'm going to press play on the P4. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and raced away into the bush never to be seen again. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their party. Today I saw a little worm a wriggling on his belly. I wonder if you'd like to come inside and see what's on the telly. And I'm just going to basically press the stop button to bring back the system back to the standby normal screen so I can now press record again. I want to get that file that I've just recorded onto my Mac for editing or for storage. So I am going to press my menu button on my P4 here and keep in mind that the menu button is to the right of the sound volume for your 2x2 sound pad and it goes menu and then left, right and your record button is as you enter. The left button is play and the right button is stop. And by the way, I forgot that in the manual the play button is referred to as the up button, not the left button. And the stop button is referred to as the down arrow, not the right arrow. So I'm going to press my right arrow, which is the stop key, three times. One, two, three. Now, as soon as I press the record or the enter button now, which I've just done, my mics have actually gone off and I've put the P4 in mass storage mode or file transfer mode. So if I come back to my Mac, let's have a look at my desktop. Desktop, desktop, group. Relocated items, not set P4 underscore SD volume. Okay, P4 SD volume. So if I open it up. Now in P4 underscore SD window, list view table, not in list view. And go down. 2021 underscore 0525 underscore 1018 wide waveform audio level 2. And there's the file that I just recorded. So if I press the space bar. 2-0. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and there it is raced away into the bush never to be seen again now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their party today i saw a little worm a wriggling on his belly i wonder if you'd like to come inside and see what's on the telly let me come out of preview by just hitting escape now while i'm here i am going to press down arrow P4 underscore multitrack folder. And that P4 underscore multitrack folder is where the multitrack files go for the master recording that you're doing on the actual P4 itself. So each time a file is date stamped as a multitrack file on the root of the actual SD card, then there'll be a folder under the P4 multitrack folder with that same date stamp. And then within that folder, will be the individual tracks that makes up the multi-track file, all right? I.e. mic one, mic two, 
USB sound pad, etc. So if I press down arrow again, P4 underscore settings folder collapse. That's the P4 settings down arrow again. Segway in waveform audio. And here are all the sound files that I've been copying across to my P4 uh, by doing it the old-fashioned way via the SD card coming in and out. So I'm going to actually copy all of these to my clipboard. Now I'm going to do shift down arrow. Segway up sound 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 three sound four sound five sound six love. Added to selection. Eight rows selected. Okay, and command C to copy. Copy eight items. And I'm going to go and put those sound files that I originally have a backup on my Mac. So I'm going to just close the P4. Close window. P4. And shift command over my documents folder. Documents. Now in documents. Local. And folder already called P4. P4. Files folder. Command Open. O. List view. Table. No and command V. Paste. Paste. Eight items. Now in copy. Window. Stop progress button. Stop progress. Stop copying. One three eight MB of two four five MB estimating time remaining. That's just me doing VO left arrow then VO right to go back and reread the status. So VO left arrow. Stop progress button. VO right arrow. Stop copying. And again VO. Two right. three four MB of two four five MB estimating time remaining. P four files window segue in wide waveform segue out wide waveform audio. So segue in segue out is my new intro and outro for. I see and Dara. Sound one wide waveform audio. These are all the two, two, sounds nine, that I've been two, zero, two. getting my son to do. Okay, so two, I press spacebar on sound one, for example. Sound one. Okay, you press escape. Now in P four files. Okay. So I'm going to just do command Sound W. One. Close window. P. Now, coming back to the P4, if I now just press the menu key, so at the moment on my desktop, P4 underscore SD. the P4 volume. So I'm going to press the menu key on my P4. And in a tick, there we go. My mic's now live again. If I press, say, a sound pad button, I'm now live again. I'm still in the menu, so I need to press the menu button again to come back to the standby or the home screen. And if I check on my Mac, relocated items not sync. Relocated items not sync. Okay, I don't have a P4 volume anymore because it's disconnected. Now remember, and if I go back into the menu, because I previously selected file transfer, then that's going to be the option. So if I hit enter straight away now. Oh, I've gone into the file transfer. The mics have shut down. If I try and press the sound pad button, nothing happens. And if I check on my Mac, P4 underscore SD there's the P4 volume. volume ready to go again. I'm going to press the menu. And then I'm waiting for the sound to come back on my mic. Still waiting. It's now back. And if I check on my desktop, relocated items, not sync. Relocated it's gone. And if I press the menu, I'm now back to the home screen of the standby screen of the P4 and of course I press the sound pad button we're back all right so this method rather than having to start and stop the the whole P4 and take the SD card out and run the risk of damaging the SD card and the door of the SD card slot etc etc uh, this method is much more satisfactory in transferring content from the P4 onto the Mac and as I said grabbing files from the, the Mac, as in more sound files and so on, and whacking them back on the actual P4. So 
this has just increased my productivity by about 50%, maybe more, in using this as a true podcasting, interviewing, meeting, etc., etc. device. And I thought I'd better get this demo out there because this is just a nice tip to know about that you don't have to take the SD card as long as you've got a USB-C cable, you've got a Mac or a Windows machine, then you simply just go into the menu, choose file transfer, and off you go. Now, now there's two file transfers on the menu. I can't remember what they're both called exactly, but the first one, which is to the left of the sound pad, that's not the one. So when you go initially into the menu, you press menu, press the right arrow, exclamation mark three times, hit enter. That's the one we want because that's actually literally putting the P4 into a mass storage mode. And remember, if you've used that once and you've gone back to the main menu and come back out and you've gone back in again, the file transfer that we use is already highlighted. So you just press the enter or return key straight away. So there you go. I'll leave that there for now. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. and welcome to another Zoom PodTrack P4 demo. And as with my demo on the Audio-Technica headset that had the XLR mic on it, this one's also about another accessory to plug in to the P4. And this is the BTA-2 Bluetooth receiver transmitter. And simply what it does is you plug it into the side of the P4 and then you can connect up a Bluetooth device. In my case, it's the iPhone. So let me first start off by just giving you a description of the actual device itself. Then we'll talk about the connection and then we'll do some audio demos using the BTA-2. All right, so when you get out of the tiny little packaging, it reminds me of a letter L in print. So you've got the main stem of the letter coming down and then off to the right, you've got the rest of the actual letter to form the letter L. So if I'm holding it with the little bit going off to the right to form the bottom part of the L, that's actually got a little cover over two jacks and the top and the bottom part of that little casing where it goes over the actual jacks are raised up a little bit on the top and the bottom. So you can put your fingers on top and bottom and just pull it off right so that works really nicely so then you've got the two jacks exposed as I'm holding it in the current orientation the one closest to me is a 2.5 mil TRRS jack and the one furthest away from me is a 3.5 mil TRRS jack 
on the opposite side of where those two jacks are sticking out, you've got a raised little surface there. And again, on the surface furthest away from me and the surface closest to me, there's a little raised edge on either side. And then of course is the then to put, in my case, I normally put my thumb and index finger so that when this thing's plugged into the side of the P4, you've got a little bit of area to grab a hold of to pull it out of the actual P4. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to rotate it around so that now the prongs are effectively the prongs. So now the jacks are pointing to the left. And if I take it over to the P4 on the side where you plug it in, the closest jack towards me is going to be that 2.5 mil jack on the BTA-2. And the one further away is the 3.5 mil jack. It's interesting because all the demos I've heard have referred to that first port as the BTA-2 port, which is true, uh, because that's where the, the BTA-2 takes its power from. But what nobody's actually said is the fact that for the BTA-2 to work, it plugs in to both of those ports. So I'm going to plug it in to both ports and it's in now. And like I said, those two little extra bits on either side now on the side of the BTA-2 is where I can actually grip it and then pull it out again like this. Ugh. Okay, and it's out. All right, so I'm popping back in again. And what you'll find is the long part of the L is now sticking up above the side of the Zoom PodTrack P4. All right, so now it's actually in the device. Let me tell you where the on button is to start this thing pairing and doing its bit. So the edge closest to me now, as the BTA-2 is actually in the P4, just above where I said there's a little raised edge for you to put your finger on to sort of grab a hold of it, there's a tiny little indented button. So as soon as you plug this thing in, it's basically powered. And initially to put it in pairing mode, you would hold that button in for two seconds, as far as my testing is concerned and that puts it in pairing mode. And then for example, on my iPhone, I went to settings, Bluetooth, and right down the bottom, it said BTA-2. I double tapped on that, of course, using voiceover, and then it went and it connected straight away. When you've got it on, once it's been paired, or when you've just put it on for the first time after you've paired, then if you press that button in and hold it in for one second, it'll turn the unit off. If you press the button in again for one second, it'll turn it back on again. But what I found is the following. So I'm going to take it out again. All right, so it's out and it's not powered. If I go and touch my iPhone. So that's the iPhone just talking out through its normal internal speaker. All right, so now I'm going to plug the BTA-2 in. And it's in. And I actually just heard a slight click coming through my headset. And if I touch on my iPhone now, we should get the voice coming through channel 3 on the P4. Club 1026. Mail, two and ready mails. Now you can Double hear that. Clock, 10.27. Mail, two and ready mail. Clock, 10.27. That Double initial distortion. So let me just try it again. Maps. Clock, 10.27. See, mail, that's clear. Two and ready mail. Camera. One thing I've noticed about turning this off when it's automatically on, it's connected to your prepared device, in my case the iPhone. If I turn it off now, so on the BTA-2, I'm going to hold that little side button in. One Mississippi and release. I'll go and touch my iPhone. We're back to the internal speaker on the iPhone. Now, if I turn this back on again, one Mississippi, and I go and touch my iPhone, it's not reconnected. 
All right, so what I have to do in this case is do with Siri, go to Bluetooth settings. Here is Bluetooth. Settings. And then flick. There we go, BTA-2 not connected, double tap. And then we should get a connection coming through channel three on the P4. Okay, and there we go, I just flicked on the screen. So back to the home screen on the iPhone. Once the BTA-2 is paired, putting it into the P4, of course, when the P4 is on, because that's the only way the BTA-2 can get power, it will reconnect straight away. If the VTA-2 is actually on the P4 plugged in and you turn it off via the little side button and one Mississippi count member and then turn it back on again, it will not reconnect automatically. You have to go into, okay, so my iPhone settings, Bluetooth settings, and then reconnect with the VTA-2 connection to reconnect it. Let's still see how our flicking around is going with voiceover. Calendar, photos, camera, mail, two and clock, 1020, maps, weather. Yeah, it still sounds pretty nice and clean, doesn't it? No distortion. It's fine. Let me try an audiobook. So let me just pop over to Audible with Siri. Open Audible. Sorry, that's my little weather station going off in the background. All right, let me go to play. Play. Starts playback. He looked up at the dwarves, smiling without showing his fangs, and giving a friendly wave. <laughs> a few of the dwarves returned the wave, or nodded their heads in an amicable manner. The sergeant grabbed a couple large mugs and a pitcher of ale from a side table, and they sat. It turned out he had to sit sideways on the end of a bench in order to eat. Yeah, that book's called Battleborn. Really good book. All right, so that's audio book. Let's try a phone call. Now, I'm actually going to call somebody. I'm just going to call my voicemail system, and I'm going to do a re-recording on the voicemail for my personal voicemail box. So... Let me just ask Siri. Call 101. That number is used in some locations for emergencies. Which would you like to call? 101 or emergency services? 101. Calling 101. Phone call. Message bang. You have no messages. For mailbox setup, press 3. 3. For greetings, press 1. For security setting, press 2. For pin changes, one. press 3. For normal one. greeting, press 1. one. For busy greeting, your normal greeting is... Hi, you're very sick. At the tone, record the greeting. To end, press hash. Hi, you've reached the personal mobile for David Woodbridge at Vision Australia. Please leave your phone number and a message after the tone. Please note, I do not respond to blocked phone numbers on this messaging service for my personal mobile number. If you'd like to get in contact with me, if I have not answered the phone due to your number being blocked, please send me an email, dateatmail.com. Thank you. Have a good day. Your normal greeting is... Hi, you've reached the personal mobile for David Bobbage at Vision Australia. Yeah, I wouldn't say that sounds very Please clear. Leave your phone number and a message after the tone. Please note, I do not respond to blocked phone numbers on this messaging service for my personal mobile number. If you'd like to get in contact with me, if I have not answered the phone, due to your number being blocked, please send me an email. At now, by the way, com. I'm using and an XLR mic to talk into the phone. To so re-record it, appalling. press 1. To keep it, press 2. To use the default message bank greeting, Two. press 4. Two, Normal it. greeting kept. 
For greetings, press 1. For security setting, press 2. For pin changes, press 3. To change your autoplay status, okay, press let me go 4. Tiffing, double tap, hang up. Now, just remember, there's exactly the same thing that you have to do with the TRS connection to, your, in my case, the iPhone, is make sure that channel 3 or mic 3 is set over on in the right third position on the switch. So it seems to be fine if you wanted to do voiceover recordings. All right, that will conclude this demo on the BTA-2 Bluetooth receiver transmitter for the Zoom PodTrack P4. Uh, on this side of the pond or the southern hemisphere, I bought my BTA-2 from a company called Rubber Monkey. And the, simply the website was Rubber Monkey dot com dot au if you happen to be living in this part of the world and you want to order one so there you go that's a bit of a demo of the bta-2 it's another thing in my toolbox and as always thanks for listening and bye for now Hi, and welcome to another Zoom PodTrack P4 recording. However, this time I'm not really going to be talking about the P4. I'm going to be talking about what's connected to the P4 because today as I record, I got in the mail a new headset stroke microphone for the P4. So the actual headset is the Audio-Technica BPHS1 broadcasting headset. And it's a headset that not only has a boom microphone on it, but that boom microphone's also an XLR linked up mic slash cable connection. So what I've effectively got at the moment is I've got the headset on, I've got the boom dynamic mic in front of my mouth, which is part of the headset. Coming off the left-hand side of the headset, you have an eight pin connected dual cable, and that dual cable goes along and then splits out at the bottom and I think from memory it's about 3 metres, or knob measurement's about 10 th feet, splits out into two separate cables. So one's, of course, your XLR 3-pin cable that I've currently got plugged into channel 1 or mic 1 of the P4. And then the other cord, of course, is your headphone jack. What I've had to do, because the P4 only takes a 3.5mm jack, I've had to get an adapter to take the headphone jack down from 6.3mm to 3.5mm. But besides that, that's all I had to do with the headset. I literally plugged it in and away it went. So it's actually working quite nicely. I'm actually currently talking on it at the moment. The, the boom mic is actually quite substantial. In the box with the headset, you get a nice little plastic bag, tiny little one, which contains two spare puff filters because there's already a puff filter on the boom microphone already 
and you also get a spare screw because the actual dual cable that's connected by an 8-pin connected to the headset, you can actually replace that. And the boom microphone, of course, I can adjust it. But because it's actually a bendable arm, I can also grab the mic and push it away from me and push it back towards me as well. And the other thing I said in the, the manual was that it doesn't pick up as much background noise as other dynamic mics. I can actually hear the air conditioner in the background because I purposely left it on today when I'm doing this recording exactly the same level that I can hear my other desktop mic in anyway. My voice coming back through my headset actually sounds a lot higher than what it does on my other microphone. So as a bit of a contrast let me switch to the other mic. I'm just going to mute the headset on the P4 in mic 1 and on mic 2 I'm going to re-enable my normal desktop mic that I've been previously using with the Zoom PodTrack P4. Alright so this is the other mic. Now my voice automatically sounds deeper now. It doesn't sound as high frequency. And this particular mic that I got, I got this mic in what was called a, a podcasting kit. So this is the Samson, and that's S-A-M-S-O-N 29Q2U. And in this pack, you get the dynamic mic itself, a little stand, and an XLR and a USB cable, because you can use this Q2U Samsung mic as a USB mic or an XLR connected mic and I should say that also on the mic itself you've got a physical switch to mute and unmute and you've also got a 3.5mm headphone jack so you can plug in some monitoring headphones if you like. Also in the box with the microphone you get a nice puff filter. So that's the Samsung 29Q2U. I mean I'm actually listening to this microphone, the Samsung one, back through the Audio-Technica headset. So it's definitely not the headset that's making my voice sound deeper or richer. It's definitely the microphone. Because if I now switch back to the Audio-Technica mic, so mute mic 2 or channel 2. And now I'm back on the actual headset, the Audio-Technica one on mic 1. And I definitely sound a lot different to myself. But look, overall, I'm really happy with the Audio-Technica headset. I mean, the reason why I did get it was because particularly when I'm doing a product demonstration on my own, I don't have to worry about desktop mics because I can use the batteries or a power bank with the Zoom PodTrek P4. It just felt like having a headset and the portable P4 itself felt a lot more sort of on the road type-ish thing than it did having to carry around not only a XLR mic plus a headset plus a stand to put the mic in. I'm basically using my head for the stand for the microphone and the headset and just the Zoom PodTrack P4 itself. That completes this demo of the Audio-Technica BPHS1 broadcasting headset as opposed to my Samson, remember that's S-A-M-S-O-N, 29Q2 podcasting microphone kit. And as I say in all my demos, thanks for listening and bye for now.
today's recording concerning both the Samsung Q2U microphone and also Backpack Studio, the actual app that I'm doing this podcast demo on today. And of course, that app's running on my iPhone 12 Pro. Before I get to talk about the Backpack Studio and the Samsung Q2U, let me first of all explain my little setup here that I've got for the demo today. So I have my iPhone 12 Pro sitting on a charging stand connected to via Bluetooth to the iPhone 12 Pro is my magic keyboard because that's how I'm going to be navigating and using the Backpack Studio. My iPhone is connected to the Samsung Q2U via the mini USB cable that's plugged into the back of the microphone and of course that feeds into a lightning camera adapter which then is plugged into the bottom lightning port on the iPhone 12 Pro. What I was originally going to do with this demo was just purely talk about the Samsung Q2U and then I thought well hang on a minute I'm actually going to be using the Backpack Studio running on my iPhone to talk about the actual microphone so I thought I'd probably better talk a little bit about Backpack Studio as well since it's fully accessible with VoiceOver. The developer has done an absolutely fantastic job. So Backpack Studio can create excellent sounding podcasts and produce online radio. The show that you're producing is automatically mixed and mastered as you go. You can record your voice and triggering sound effects as you go. Sounds automatically adjust in real time. There's unlimited number of soundboards to access either on the screen with your touch gestures using voiceover or you can just press keyboard command so for example if i choose one of the default ones here and i've also got my own by the way the intro for my podcast and outro is also on this keyboard that's what i used to play the original intro in today's demo so if i press number three on the keyboard And if I wanted to really irritate my children at home, I can do this one. All right, so talking about the soundboard or the pads, you can import any sound. So I've included the sounds that I originally had on, or I still have on my Zoom PodTrack P4. Yes, I had to mention that in today's demo. So, for example, on my keyboard here, sound pad 4, 5, and 6, I just set up to play the intro, outro, and the segue between different items when I'm talking about something. So if I just press six now, that's the segue music, All right? So pretty straightforward. And I got all these sounds into Backpack Studio simply via accessing my Dropbox. You can find different filters for your own voice and adjust gain on the microphone to get the best quality you need. You can create custom Siri or keyboard shortcuts like I've done to assign these keyboard shortcut commands and also the fact that you can actually control Backpack Studio from the keyboard. You can publish recordings directly to Dropbox, iCloud, 
Facebook, YouTube, etc. And of course, full voiceover compatibility for all the functions within Backpack Studio. Getting set up for today's demo, all I effectively did was download the Backpack Studio app, installed it, I added in a couple of sounds from Dropbox. I added in the shortcuts for those sound pads for four, five, and six. What I found when using Backpack Studio with the Lightning camera adapter linked up to the Samsung Q2U, it didn't like it if I had Backpack Studio run and then plugged the mic in via the adapter. I had to have everything plugged in first before I ran Backpack Studio and then everything was fine. Now the really nice thing about using the app with VoiceOver is that VoiceOver does not come out in the recording. So you get what you're recording, as in your voice, the sound pad files, that sort of stuff. You don't get VoiceOver speaking out through the interface. Let me go through some of the keyboard shortcuts you can use with the keyboard. Now these have got nothing to do with VoiceOver. These are standard Bluetooth shortcut commands that you can do with the keyboard. To start recording, it's command key plus R for Romeo. Pause is P as in P for Papa. Finish recording is F as in F for Foxtrot. Delete recording is D as in D for Delta. Toggle mic on or off is the space bars. Show last recording is L as in L for Lima. Play last recording is O as in O for Oscar. Show recording is Z as in Z for Zulu. And then we have sound pad keyboard command. So I assigned the sounds that I downloaded for intro, outro, and the segue to four, five, and six. And in that setup screen within the app, you can also make it so that you can use it with the modifier keys as well, not just the straight keyboard commands. And uh, yes, I just pressed six on the keyboard to do that segue music because I now want to move on from talking about Backpack Studio, which is doing a fantastic job recording my voice, to now talking more and specifically about the Samsung Q2U. So when you get the Samsung Q2U podcasting kit or box, what you get in the box, Samsung Q2U itself, and by the way, remember Samsung is actually S-A-M-S-O-N. You get a, I call it a puff filter, mainly referred to as a wind filter, but I call it a puff filter, of course, that you put over the actual head of the microphone. You get a collapsible three-leg stand that the mic holder then screws into, which of course holds the mic on, and that stand and the holder is separate. So you basically screw the holder on for the mic, on to the stand. You get an XLR cable to plug the microphone into a mixer and you also get a USB cable. Now remember they're not the same as the micro USB cables. For folks that have had say a Yeti Blue microphone USB, that's the type of cable I'm talking about. Let me give you the dimensions of the Samsung Q2U microphone. So it's 19.05 by 5.95 millimeters. And it's 453 grams. So it's actually a very light microphone. The cost of the box that I got, remember the box includes the stand plus the mic, etc. That was around about $150 Australian. The physical description of the actual microphone itself. To me, it basically feels like your standard size microphone so you've got the main drum of the mic 
and then that comes up and of course then you've got the mic head at one end and at the other end you have the three pin XLR port male port and of course you have the mini USB port next to XLR port at the back plus a 3.5 mil headphone jack also at the back as well and like I said with the puff or wind screen filter that goes over the head of the mic to stop air hitting the mic when recording in the middle of the mic barrel there's actually a switch and if I push it forward to the head of the mic that turns the mic on if I switch it back that turns the mic off now if I come to the end of the microphone but then come up onto the top surface if you like of the microphone so I'm in the same plane where that switch is on top for the mic on off you've got two buttons sort of fairly flush with the surface of the microphone barrel the one closest to the switch is volume up for monitoring and the one furthest away is volume down for monitoring <laughs> So when you get the stuff all out of the box, you need to put the stand together. You get the holder that holds the actual microphone and you screw that holder onto the top of the actual stand. So that's basically step one. Then you would also inst install the puff or the windscreen filter onto the head of the microphone. And then of course you would put the microphone into the holder that's already mounted on the stand. And then you would plug in the appropriate cable. So for example, when I've been using the Samsung QTU with my Zoom PodTrack P4, the XLR cable is plugged in. Or when I'm using it with my iPhone, I've got mini USB cable plugged in. To hear my own voice and to hear voiceover, when I'm using the lightning adapter on my iPhone with the Samsung Q2U, then I've got a pair of earbuds also plugged in as well. Just remember again, that switch for on off needs to be in the on position, otherwise it's not gonna work. With this microphone, you have literally got three methods in a way of connecting it to a device to do recording. When you're using it with a mixer, like again, my Zoom PodTrack P4, then it's the XLR cable that's coming from the microphone. If I am then using the microphone with my Mac, uh, yes, I can put it through my mixer, but if I want to connect the microphone directly to the Mac, then it's via the mini USB cable. So that's a PC, in my case it's a Mac. And then thirdly, if I wanted to use it on my iPhone, I use the same mini USB cable, but I use that cable in conjunction with the lightning camera adapter to the iPhone. When I'm using the Samsung Q2U with my mixer, i.e. the Zoom PodTrack P4, I'm controlling the mic gain, monitoring and muting the mic, all done via the mixer. There's actually no need for me to touch the mic at all. And the same thing when I'm also using the mic via mini USB plugged directly into the Mac. I'm using Armadeus Pro to control mic gain, monitoring and mute, again from the app on the Mac. Now when it comes to using the Samsung Q2U with some monitoring headphones, I've basically got my mic at the moment with a little pair of AirPods plugged into my ear and that's more than sufficient. What I do find sometimes though, I do like wearing full headphones. 
that way the environmental noise is cut away from me and I can concentrate on just the monitoring of the sound, including my voice, that I'm getting back from the microphone. Now, in the show notes for today's demo, I've got links in for the Samsung 29Q2U podcasting kit because uh, I bought this particular one from amazon.com.au, the Apple online store for the lightning to camera adapter and for the Mac, which I haven't mentioned up until this point, because the mini USB cable is a mini USB to a full-size USB port, of course, my M1 MacBook Pro doesn't have a full-sized USB-A port, so you need a USB-C to USB adapter. And again, I've got a link in the show notes that will take you to that page. And then one final link, if you want to use Backpack Studio. I've also got the link for Backpack Studio in the show notes as well. So that will do for this demo on covering quickly both the Backpack Studio app on my iPhone and also the Samsung Q2U itself. So I hope this has been of some use to you and you've also been able to hear what the microphone sounds like because I've basically been using it throughout the whole demo. But anyway, that will do me for now. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now.